0: It's the Bruce St. James Show right here on 890 WLS.
1: How quickly things can change. (laughs) Welcome to Chicago. About what a 30 degree swing it feels like already. It'll only be in the 50s today. And yesterday it was, it topped 80 in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like
2: 85 by my crib. Yeah, it was really hot. My
1: my thermostat thinks I'm schizophrenic. just keeps going AC heater AC heat yeah. like I can't AC oh absolutely oh, yeah. oh my god oh my goodness no. it goes over about 73 I got the AC <laughs> on you yeah. kidding me no yeah. um what is a vax pass are we headed towards it's a
2: ticket to fun that's what it is ticket
1: to fun it's like yes. an e ticket at oh. Disneyland. Fun. the vax pass um i think the first thing we need to do is we need to identify uh, how exactly we are going to call the city's public health commissioner? What is her name?
2: Arwadi.
1: It's not Arwadi.
2: I've heard it both ways, but apparently lately I've heard Arwadi. Everyone, everyone, Arwadi. She
3: said
1: Arwadi. said Yeah. yeah. No, she says what? She said Arwadi.
2: Oh, for Christ! It's so slight. I, we we had I her know. on a special like a couple months ago. I and right? We I were saying Arwoody. Dr. Arwadi. Yeah, She yeah, probably but hears it all the time. Now it's Arwadi. Yeah.
1: She says one of those names like whatevs. Yeah, yeah if it starts yet. with an A, yeah, that's me, right? Yeah, You're close enough in the ballpark. Okay, <laughs> Doctor A. Doctor A. There we a. Go. Let's go with Doctor A. Um, was speaking about this idea of some sort of proof of vaccination in order to play with others.
4: We are never going to require vaccination for all Chicago residents. That will never be a requirement, but. I think increasingly where people are wanting to do things and lower their risk, vaccination is going to be your ticket to doing some of that. And you'll be hearing more about that.
1: Hmm. Okay. Vaccination passport. Yeah, and we've heard about these, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, I don't think New we're York ever... probably has the most popular one up and running. They have one up and running already. Yeah, I, I don't think we're ever going to get to the they point do. of some sort of government mandated version of it. But will private businesses be able to do something like this? Of course they will. If that's If They choose to run their business, and we may get to the point where to get on an airplane, American Airlines says, you got to have the Vax Pass or whatever it might be, or you want to go to a, a concert or a Bulls game. Or Navy Pier or whatever. Yeah, you got to flash your pass or whatnot uh, to do that. Um, Dr. A, I'm going to struggle every time I get to her. Already. Said.
4: As long as we can turn that dial and continue to see cases, hospitalizations, stable or declining, I do anticipate that really over, you know, as we're looking ahead over the next few months, uh, as long as our cases keep going down, which really means vaccinations go up, uh, that we would be moving again in a dial way uh, toward more reopening, including in sports stadiums. And
1: we are seeing that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it is happening. It's not just a wish. The numbers back that up. So that's all a good thing, right? Yeah,
4: Not, not an issue
1: necessarily. Um, I know she she continued with.
4: Masks remain required indoors, just to be uh-huh. very, very clear about this difference. We are very, very strongly still requiring. The risk remains higher indoors. We know there's the possibility for people who are unvaccinated not.
1: So uh, as I, you know, as predicted, <laughs> And some of us had to laugh when President Biden and Dr. A and Fauci and whatever all said, you don't you guess what? Now you don't have to wear your mask outside. And I was like, what do you mean now? (laughs) where, (laughs) Where have you guys been? I'm way ahead of you. And I noticed walking around yesterday downtown. It might be confirmation bias. I will acknowledge that. But I'm noticing some more people walking around without their masks downtown. Still a lot of people. I would go 80-20 masks.
2: I feel like today you won't see any masks outside.
1: Oh, I think you will. I don't think people follow that closely. Plus, I think that they get confused by all these. And by the way, they just say, screw it, I'm going to wear a mask. Which, I I don't care if you wear a mask. Don't bother me. No,
2: there will be those people. But I think everyone heard no mask outside and off it came.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Well, let's find out. We will find out if, if, you know, People follow whatever piece of information fits whatever they happen to think at the time. And I think a lot of people feel safer with a mask. Okay. I just I
3: hope maybe like Lollapalooza is finally mm-hmm. like hearing this and going, okay, now we can like actually
1: announce you mean the, the va- lineup. Be- With a vax pass, yeah. well, just saying, they feel yeah. comfortable doing it?
3: Yeah,
2: because they haven't really announced Lollapalooza yet. A lot yeah. of these
3: big summer festivals big events. haven't
5: like uh, said-
2: Lollapalooza, I feel like is on the bottom of the list. It's so, I mean, of all the things, you think Lollapalooza is something oh, that comes gonna, at the
1: very top of the list. Everything comes down from there. You know how much money? No, to no.
2: no I meant beauty. in terms of COVID. That concert is so packed. It's so many people together. I I feel like, I mean, they're still canceling parades for the summer. I just feel like Lollapalooza is not yeah, But we're talking on the about
1: on the list of what we want well, to okay, come Well, okay, yes,
2: no, I understand. I now, it's number one. I bet. I, I bet. hope. But I feel they're still canceling weird things that I think they should be
1: holding. Well, being that I've already been vaccinated, a Vax Pass doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. I've already got that little card, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't laminated it yet. There's still that two laminate laminated the fake
2: IDs are probably, people are probably going crazy right yeah. now. Yeah.
1: I'm willing to. Yeah. You that's, can copy mine if you guys want. That's the for thing. A nominal it's, fee.
2: It's, the fraud's got to be ridiculous with a, a Vax Pass. Right. Oh, yeah. If just, ID, yeah. you can get a fake ID,
1: you can get a fake. Vaccine, but I still, uh, so and again, though,
2: so what get one because you're the one at risk and not me. Right. I have a real one. If you want to get a fake yeah. one,
1: yeah, again, I just I, I'm at least honest about it. I'm not looking for credit. I don't give a flying, you know what, wow. I, they, how you, how you, almost- how you <laughs> decide to kill yourself. I just don't care. You I don't care flying, if, you, I like- if you don't want to wear your seatbelt driving down the freeway. Knock yourself right. out, literally and figuratively. Knock yourself out. Like I don't care. If you want to smoke three packs of cigs a day, be my guest. If you don't want to get a vaccine, I don't care. Yeah, but I'm life. not going to change my life because of your decisions. I just, I just don't care.
2: I was so surprised yesterday. I was talking to my mail carrier. Uh-huh. She did not have a mask on.
1: Is that a male person then?
2: A mail no, carrier. Carrier. carrier, male man, male carrier, male woman. Yeah, male carrier is all of them, I thinking. I, I'm proud of myself for even saying it that way. Usually I would just say the mailman. Oh, anyway, she go. didn't have a mask on and she and I gave her the V sign.
1: I don't, what do you mean gave her the V sign? You gave her it's peace. It's like the peace
2: sign, but peace. It's now, it now means V. I've been vaccinated. What I, do you
1: mean that this means I've been vaccinated?
2: I'm telling you right now. Wait, I gave, did, it's, you just made this up. I, I heard it somewhere and now it's, I'm owning it. Yes, I did.
1: I'm going to trademark it later
2: wow. today. So if you
1: if you give someone the peace sign. Right. Which
2: that looks, looks like, like a V. Been, right. Yeah, I've been vaccinated. Deuces. The deuce. Means
1: I've been vaccinated. I did. I kind I of just did it
2: automatically because she was going to go put the mail in the. And I said, Oh, oh no, she's no, no, like just- going
1: door, door to door, handing out right. mail. She's okay. yeah,
2: exactly. And I said, Oh, you know, just hand me the mail. And I said, I've been vaccinated, and I put up gave the, her the, P the gave her the peace sign. And then we started to talk, and she said, Maskless. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I'm still deciding. I'm. I'm afraid about getting sick. And she's and- walking
1: around the neighborhood door to door, handing people their mail. <laughs>
2: she did have gloves on which oh, was hilarious okay.
1: wore the gloves yeah wore the which gloves. by the way we know not transmitted it, by services <laughs> yeah. is transmitted by air so we've got that backwards right. the gloves are irrelevant I, I
2: was really surprised and but i will say it's the first time so i've come in contact with someone who admitted right i have not had one vaccine yeah. i was fine who cares? and i was like whoa I said she's. I was trying to kind of I you
1: know defend her right to kill herself,
2: however she yes. chooses and to I do so. And I said, just be careful because you know you could die if you get because she yeah. said I haven't gotten COVID. And I said, yeah, you maybe could. she will, maybe yeah. she won't. Maybe she won't. I, I don't know.
1: know. Eh. Maybe she'll be in the ICU. Maybe she won't. Eh. It's her decision. Yeah, it is. She probably makes a variety of other bad decisions. I'm not going to stop her so from. She those was either.
2: most worried about the getting this getting sick on on the second shot from
1: from the shot.
2: And I said, and I was one of the people who got sick, so I was just wanted to let her know that it was. Not bad in the least.
1: Did you tell her that neither of us? Yes, had I said any most people I know whatsoever? have no yeah. symptoms.
2: So, and then she left saying, well, "I got to think about it. Got
1: to think about it. All right. wow. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah. Okay. So cool. wait. This.
2: Speaking of the Vax Pass, this is my favorite. Vax and relax. What does that mean? Oh, I'll tell you what it means. <laughs> if wow. you, oh, go, I'll tell you go go well, get I'll your you. shot, yeah. and you can also get a reward of a free haircut, manicure, and some more spot like stuff
1: well wait a minute i already got mine
2: i know right I get get,
1: do i retroactively get to, my hair's getting a little shaggy do i need to
2: i think we should be rewarded for doing it yeah, yeah. maybe that's coming next maybe there'll be another check another mm-hmm. stimulus we can call <laughs> it the the vaccinist haircut,
1: haircut <laughs> stimulus free is tacos. what goes.
2: okay free tacos even i'll take whatever i can get mm. okay so
1: i was uh um
2: <laughs> free tacos
1: super excited for a minute when I heard that White Castle was jumping on board, Ooh. but it's not free sliders; it's a free dessert.
2: Oh,
3: but, dessert,
1: yeah. and I'm like, Hello? White Castle known for their dessert. You're White
2: Castle. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've never seen how a dessert there. Get like a fr-
1: exactly. Right. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be delicious. Shout out to White Castle. I'm just saying. Yeah. When I saw slider? White Castle was offering a, Benny, for vaccine, I'm like, dude. Slide man. I am. About every 30 minutes I'm yeah, going through. Right? You know that? I mean, <laughs> what are they going to do? Put a punch my little vaccine card or something? Like, no, they're not going to do that. There's and a
2: donut shop doing that, though. Yeah, but I'll, cream, just, cream, yeah. I'll just yeah, go to
1: a bunch of different, different White Castles and...
3: What is dessert at White House? Who cares? It's a dessert, though. I, know. I don't know. What, what is rings,
1: a dessert? Right? Onion rings are delicioso. Mm-hmm. Oh, when they touch your lips. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he anyway, the yeah, there are a variety of different yeah. places offering. Uh,
2: Beer. Offering you can get, oh, so much stuff. Mm. Beer. Beer. Bud did something. Yeah. yeah. But
1: yeah. Right. I, nope. You could
2: spend a whole day probably going Just from place to place. Exactly. Just right. bring your card with you. Your bring Vax your Pass.
1: Your Vax Pass. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, and, and when we talk about the, the ability to um to fake it, now, wh- where did you get yours at, your actual shot?
2: Walgreens. Walgreens? Uh, Walgreens, yeah.
1: I was Walgreens also. Yeah, in Lansing.
2: Walgreens, by the way, is the biggest provider of shots.
1: Well, there you have it. Mm-hmm. So I got, uh, I have an email, because I have like a, a, an account at Walgreens, because I used to get my prescriptions there. And I got a thing from Walgreens going, here's your, you've been fully vaccinated. Like, I'm in, I'm in their records. It's nice. On your, it's they on also your, like, gave you a piece of paper, profile. right? Yeah, but yeah. it's on your like your patient profile or Perfect. whatever you want. So, like when you talk about, well, you would be able to. Do it, I go well, Walgreens knows. Walgreens has like a right. digital thingy. Mob- I could show somebody. Walgreens says I'm There's vaccinated. Yeah,
5: they you had know? to do
2: that because a lot of people have already lost their card. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so. Maybe it's because you are uh, also a. Uh, uh, constantly late are you are you so there's like a percentage of the are you the one who's always late i subscribe to the if you're on time you're late kind of rule yeah you should be early so i really think there's like two types of people in the world we fall into a variety of different things but but i think we all can agree and everybody can relate to this you're either the on time person or you're the late one it seems like a lot of couples are that way there's there's one of them that's on time and there's one of them that's late
3: so that makes them both late. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which causes anxiety
3: <laughs> in some of them. Oh, my God. You ready, Han? And
2: You ready, hon? You don't have to be just, you can't just be late once or twice. I mean, this is uh, habitual. Right.
5: You're con- No, you're constantly. Yeah,
2: you're always late. Constantly. Because, you know, sometimes you're late. Things happen, but these are the yeah, people you who should just. should be bleeding. Yeah. These are the jail. people who don't care. Right.
1: One o'clock means between one and three. Oh, Oh. God. Oh, yeah. So I'm the on-time one. I subscribe to, I want to say, is it Bill Belichick has that rule when they have team meetings for the Patriots? If you're on time, you're late. If if we have a noon meeting, uh, 11.55, you guys should all be there. Yeah, you you should
3: be sitting down.
1: If you're you're on time, you're late. Yeah. You should be there early. You ready, rip and ready to go. Meeting starts when I say it's gonna be. So I had a I, I had this problem when uh uh formerly I was a boss.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Brucifer. And <laughs> 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 yeah,
3: Brucifer called another meeting today. Oh,
1: so Brucifer had meetings.
3: Ah, uh, I love that.
1: At noon, mm-hmm. on a Friday, every other Friday, staff meetings, served pizza. Throw it out there. It's free pizza. Meeting Doesn't started, make up for it, meeting started at noon. We all have iPhones, right? It's the exact time. It's like comes off a satellite or some crap. Yeah. At noon, lock the door. Oh. So that those people that were late to my meeting had to knock on the door. We would stop the meeting. We'd open the door. And I would stare at them while they went to a seat. Lock the door again. And we would do that.
2: All right, I'm just saying they called you names other than Lucifer. I could, couldn't care less. That was
3: the my Mr. Meeting, Hand theory. My right meeting there, yeah. started
1: at noon, not at 01, not at 05. Again, and I said, you are perfect. Understand if you miss one of my meetings. Death in the family is an acceptable excuse, and it better be yours. Okay? <laughs> it better be yours. <laughs> I would tell him, don't be late. Yeah. Just don't show up. I'd rather you not come then be late
2: yeah i, th- I would say if you lock the door that you shouldn't have let him in you're done yeah. you weren't here you can't come
1: oh i, I mean as long as you're going i made right. a point of it yeah mm.
2: I,
3: I i would be on time for those meetings i would because think you don't want to be that one going whole place stops and looks and goes oh I and mean, it was brucifer
1: <laughs> right it's like give mr Han.
5: Oh can i help you
1: <laughs> give him that look <laughs> yep.
3: the look is the worst yeah you weren't a That's boss long were you
1: Twenty. Yeah. oh so um hey if it worked for bill belichick it'll work for me <laughs> that's the way i looked at it right? but are you the one that's always why are some people always late it, 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 to me it's disrespectful
2: well yeah and my friends it's like my who, time's
1: more important than yours yeah
2: it's exactly what it, my friends who are always late it's funny because now we just you don't even care it's not an, It's not work, so it's not a, you know a meeting or something more
1: important. Just social so, friends, yeah, socially.
2: Literally. So you're just like ah, you just know. And I married into a late family.
1: The whole family's late. Oh wow. my
2: I god! I married
1: into a late family. We showed up at the wedding forty five minutes behind. We would this have family, they just came yeah, strolling exactly. In. Oh, just bit by bit. Where they
2: don't, are not They don't come at the same time. That no. would That would be too, no. you know, that would be that good. would be coordinated. Yeah, rate. coordinated uh, whenever they want. But it, <laughs> we would eat, um, sometimes on Thanksgiving, we would eat at, I kid you not, 10 o'clock. Get out. P.M. P.M. Wow. It, crazy. And, and they're still like that.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. So... <laughs> They're all late at different times nice. late. Yeah. Some of them are the five minutes late. Some are the two hour oh, late. Yeah. Some of them just come rolling in. Yeah. So I have some friends like that. And and again, I'm not trying to change them. They are the way they are. I'll re- I, I'm I respectful of time. You're not. Believe me. You'll get attitude with it. But I also won't wait for you. Like, I just move on. Yeah. They're like, oh, you guys are already eating? Yeah. L- lunch was at, was at 1230. Why? Well, it's 115. Uh huh. We're about done. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the best. Well, I'm here. And they miss it.
1: I'm here, and I go, uh, okay. Uh, I suggest you get like an iced tea because we're getting ready to leave. I uh, I, I could care. Yeah. You, you think I'm gonna wait for you? You don't know me very well. My friends don't You don't know me well enough. You think I'm gonna wait for you? Yeah. No, I don't wait. I was here at the prescribed time. If I'm if I'm two minutes late, I'll call. Well, so so oh, my th- God. Uh, you know, da, 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 yeah, sorry. And- and- you, you, again. 601. Bruce I'm bleeding. Like, oh, I'm
2: sorry. Yeah. yeah. The worst is when well, there's just no courtesy. excuse for the lateness. No, they're like, just late. Oh, I just, yeah, they're just late. They no. they were all ready to go. And, oh, I just, something distracted me. A butterfly flew Lock the
1: by. door. And if That's you're having meetings, lock the door. Force little, them A little to knock extreme, on the door. but not hmm. even close to extreme. I could have fired them. That would have oh been extreme. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. Okay. I could have fired them. That is extreme. Yeah. But Lucifer <laughs> made them knock on the door, made them do the walk of shame, all the way down. I was like, I think marvelous. And then like this, don't reach. Don't you dare reach for a piece of pizza. <laughs> 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 don't you dare. You eat after everybody else. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: Don't you dare. Reach for a piece of pizza. Show up late for my meeting, and then you're going to jump right into yeah. the pizza.
3: I think mar- Marvel is our boss. Just if you walk in late when we had the big meetings, oh, hey, cheese is here. Right. Come on in, cheese. Right. <laughs> Come on, sit down. Yeah, there's a seat over there. Yeah. Thanks, Marv. Thanks.
1: Yeah. You know? See, that's a different way of getting yeah. about the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, vaccine pass. A vax pass. Well, that becomes something that, uh, well, we're all going to need to get into mm-hmm. large events we will find out here in Chicago. So, uh US News and World Report uh puts together um, um a list every year of like the top schools, right? The, the the best schools out there. And they do break them down by by some different categories, and it is a pretty common refrain to hear about how bad how challenging schools in Chicago are. So, I thought this might be a little bit of an opportunity to celebrate some of the good schools, yeah, to know that well, they aren't all bad, right? Don't paint with such a broad brush that there are actually uh five c p s high schools that made the top one hundred in the nation. That's not bad, no, is it?
2: and you know there let's are- take it. There are schools in the middle, too. I mean, Chicago has, they're of course, its fair bottom. share. Yeah, they're not all bad schools. But these are at the top of the class, as they say. Okay. And Walter Payton ranked fourth best public high school in the country.
1: Walter Payton College Prep. Payton Prep, mm-hmm. Prep yeah. Fourth best high school in the U.S. Right. Moved it, up from ninth. All right.
2: Yeah. A and five. we also have Northside College Prep ranked 26th. Jones ranked 57th. Whitney Young That's a a pretty uh, common, uh, you know, uh, popular one around Mm -hmm. the country. They always win, like, the math, math mathlon or whatever it's called. Nerds. Math, uh, yeah. (laughs) Ranked (laughs) 70th in Lane Tech.
4: Ranked 79th,
2: yeah. Where is Walter Payton High School at? College prep, I'm sorry. That I don't know. I believe it's it's down, it's like, maybe not Streeterville, but kind of. By By Is it River Park-ish? Norfish? It's River just Northern north yeah, of the River north, right? okay. Yeah, maybe. It's downtown somewhere. You can it's, see it off of yeah. the brown
1: line. Yeah. It's right down the street here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, shout out to them. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, yeah. They're
2: a fine,
1: fine school. Yeah.
2: The, well, so... So what's the difference? I'm going to say these are all the college prep schools in you know, Chicago. A lot of them are preparatory schools. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know oh, that there are any more. <laughs> I mean those are the only ones I've heard of. So they, yeah, every one of them, them might be and in, it. Five yeah. in it. Right. All five. Yeah,
1: that's good. Yeah. Um, so what's different? What's fundamentally different? They're
2: Why? all really, really, really smart and invested.
1: Who? What do you mean they're? They are smart. The children, Who's they? The, the, the kids are smart. Yes. the The
2: admissions is process the kids? is.
1: That are smarter, or is it parents who are... Savvy? N- no, no. Uh, place More an emphasis on education. Yeah. Do, do you it's see what I'm both, saying? both, but
2: I'm not kidding when I say savvy. The eligibility and admissions process is quite
1: daunting. Uh, I, would, I would say obviously. Yeah. Probably not easy to get into these no, schools, right? No, no. But you see what I'm saying. So, so when... Uh, this might shock some of you i will defend cps and ctu for a second Mm -hmm. if you have students who don't prioritize education and don't care backed up by parents who don't prioritize education and don't care all stuffed into one building it may not matter how good the teachers are it may not matter how nice the facility is it may not matter if they have the latest technology if no one puts a priority on education, because what I see in these schools, these top schools, these these preparatory schools, magnet schools, right, mm-hmm. is kids who have a what do I want to call it, a natural inclination towards learning? Maybe well, they have some, vested interests. Well, but they have some some natural smarts, and they've got parents. I'm going to say pushing, <laughs> you know, to or a certain extent. But professors who
3: professors in college? Possibly. And like, yeah, yeah. But
1: these are also parents who don't just send their kids to school. These are parents who
2: sit down with them at night and do the homework and
1: they go to school school and out of school and and they're involved in their kids' education. So it's kind of a rising tides raise all ships with the flip side being at these other schools that we like to rail against. Well, lowering tide lowers all ships. You know what I'm saying? It's a race for the bottom in some schools where these schools, it's a race for the top.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking when they have a fundraising event at any of these college
1: prep schools. They probably raise a ton of money. But that doesn't mean the parents are rich either. It means they prioritize. Again, it and they're they invested. Say, right. They say yeah. this is an important thing for my child's future. I prioritize this. Whenever extra monies I have or however we budget our our family money, this is going to education, as opposed to zero is going to education. And whether you go to school or not, we don't care. Whether you do your homework or not, we don't care. And I'm painting, again, painting with a broad brush on that side as well. There's probably a lot of people in the middle. But you can see where, because I've actually, um, uh, when you look at this list that U.S. News and World Report does, uh, only reason I bring it up is, I think last year, I'd have to double check again. I think there's five or six of the top high schools are in Arizona. And it's a company. uh, It's called Basis. And I wanted to understand. I went and saw it. I I, I was I was curious. You know, like so it's
3: Whoa. like a chain school. There's like
1: five yeah, of- it's a company, yeah. Okay. And they they have basis Phoenix, basis Scottsdale, basis yeah, Charter School, and they're all at the top every time. Well, how? Why? Yeah. Why aren't we doing more of this? But one of the things I learned was, like, you sign a like a contract to go there. You know, like the student. Yeah. And if your grades, you don't keep up your grades, you just don't get invited back next semester. Like you can get kicked out. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You're like, yeah, I got uh, three C's. So yeah, yeah, you're not. You're well, not. You're not our material. But it's like we you're have not to remember Harvard some material.
2: some kids don't have that support.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You
2: know, we can't blame them. I mean, I'm sure there are kids in these failing schools who would love to go to Walter Payton. Yeah, and they they can't. They don't have that support. They don't have the good parents. They don't have the structure they need to succeed. So it's not like when you say, why shouldn't we do this everywhere? I'm sure it'd be great, but, but you that's see the where, problem. You
1: see where we, we have.
2: Yeah, they have and they have nots, as always. Par-
1: parallel education systems mm-hmm. in this country. They're allegedly the same. They're called high schools. They're full of kids and teachers. Like, well, these are the same, right? No,
2: the requirements you, are completely different. When you see different.
1: what's going on in them, they couldn't be any farther apart if you if yeah. you tried. Well, there's a, everything everything about them.
2: There's a rumor in Chicago. It's tougher to get your kids into a public selective enrollment high school here than it is to get them into a good college. Really? Oh yeah, it's it's that. There's good. waiting lists.
5: There's, oh, I mean, well, for years. At, I mean, right.
2: Yeah, and right. the eligibility, like I said, it's you're right. It it goes back to the investment from that family unit because that's what it takes.
1: Well, and you say family unit, and I think that's important as well because w- one of the things that I think and that we've seen and some of these rankings show is it's not just government money thrown at education. That's not if, – if spending money on education was the solution, we'd have – the world's greatest education system, because we spend more per pupil than any other country on the planet. So maybe it's not money. Maybe it is that investment. Maybe it is parents uh, uh, being involved. Treating education more seriously might yeah. be the terminology.
2: Yeah, that's that's been the problem from day one, I guess. But I mean, how do you get these...
1: people to do that?
2: Yeah, no, you you don't. You can't. So these children who don't have the support, they need it elsewhere. Hence, the federal money or, you know, teachers that are just, you know, out of the goodness of their heart doing what they can do or, you know, the city backing certain programs. I mean, that's what you need to do because not everyone can get into these schools. Although they do, all of them have that component of the, you know, lower income student scholarship. And because there are kids, I think there was a story I just read, some kid that got into 15 colleges. Hold on. I love those stories. Had a five point three GPA. I, I know what is that?
1: <laughs> I suck at math. When I back in my day, yeah, four zero was as high as you could no, go. No, no, four was all a- A's or fours, B's or threes, C's or twos. I got a lot of D's; those were ones. But so, yeah, you added them up and you divide. You Listen, couldn't go higher than a four. Honors. A five, honors classes
2: are worth more. That, but you wow. probably didn't know that because no, I don't know they that you didn't, didn't to, give them to me back then. Yeah, there you go. they yeah, my kids 40. were my higher kids were go. over four. that's nope. cheating. It's not. You <laughs> take an honors class, it's harder. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Five point three GPA. Do you know that some kids skip that's
1: you ridiculous. know freshman
2: year of college? That's how much mm-hmm. We, work.
1: we heard about mask guidelines, right? And new outdoor guidelines, which many of us kind of chuckled at. Went, Yeah, we already beat you, <laughs> already beat you to the mask guidelines. This is Dr. Wilds, welcome back. It's nice to see uh, hear from you today.
6: Uh, good morning, Bruce. Thanks for having me.
1: So, Dr. Wilds, yesterday we had, uh, I think it was kind of a big announcement, that those of us who are fully vaccinated, and yes, you're talking to a room full of those people, Um, We no longer have to wear our masks outdoors. Dr. Wilds, I just want to tell you something, and I say this with all due respect to your infectious disease background. I already wasn't wearing my mask outdoors (laughs) since I've been vaccinated. Am I bad? No,
6: Bruce. Um, I I think you... um doing the right thing, okay. being outdoors. We know transmission is definitely lower. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I could really give you some slack for going outdoor without your mask.
1: Okay. Is, are you on board with this? I mean, the science does seem to back up the notion that fully vaccinated outdoors, you're going to be okay, right?
6: Yes. Absolutely. So the science, and I'm happy you pointed that out clearly. The science does support it. So I am really for being outdoors without your mask. But of course, we want you to be in smaller groups. It's not in a large group outdoors. If that's happening, I still want you in your mask.
1: Okay. Yes, ma'am. And
6: well,
2: and that's that's what the CDC <laughs> says as well, right? That you you can don't wear your mask outdoors if you're you can have Walking six feet the of distance, by right? By yourself,
1: yeah. Right.
6: But if it's a large group, you know, there's an outdoor concert. We still want you to wear your
2: your mask, even if you're fully vaccinated, even if you're fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And again, that's because you're worried about the people who aren't. Yes, we are. You
6: know, when you're out with all everyone else, you don't know who's vaccinated or not. And so until we have more data, right, and I'm sure we're going to be getting a lot more updates in the next couple of weeks as we gather more data as to how these um, guidelines are going to change. So as I say, stay posted.
1: Dr. Simone Wilds, again, an infectious disease physician at South Shore Health in Weymouth, Mass. Uh, Dr. Wilds, we are getting to a point where we talk about those who aren't vaccinated. everything i 'm hearing and seeing is we now have vaccine doses that exceed the number of people showing up to get them. Are we seeing that everywhere? i mean it's if you want a vaccine, can't most anybody get one today? Yes, uh,
6: you're correct. You are correct. And this is where things get really difficult because those who don't want to get the vaccine, we're now trying to uh,
2: reach them, you mm-hmm. know, sharing good information. <laughs> oh, we're just bribing them, them right here in Chicago. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're, we're bribing them.
1: We're giving people everything from beer to three to, haircuts to, 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 to dessert at, 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 at the White Castle, for God's sakes.
2: Yes.
6: I mean, we're just trying to get everyone vaccinated so we can get to herd immunity. And this part is usually the hardest part.
5: Yeah. Uh, Well, Uh, doctor, do you
6: think we will get there, though? That's a tough question. Um, I, I don't have all the confidence that we're going to get there right now. But I think with some extra work, we will be able to. It's going to be hard, though.
1: Doctor, I, I wanted to, to finish with this, and it's a question I have as, again, you being in the infectious disease world. Why haven't the, the, I, I, the number is, I think it's 40%, close to 50% of American adults now have at least one uh, dose. Uh, another uh, decent percentage have both uh, or fully vaccinated in some way, shape, or form. Why aren't we seeing kind of a sharp drop in the cases with all of these vaccinations wouldn't i expect to see that i mean that's just my logic looking at it
6: well i i could understand why you don't see a larger decrease but there are a number of different factors right remember we have the variant out there right Mm -hmm. um and Granted, we do know that the vaccines work against the variant, uh, but still, um, we're not quite at 50% yet. We have also a large number of people not going back for their second dose. Yeah. Right? And I so saw that. that's yet another problem that we're dealing with. And I mean, it, it's just, we're not at herd immunity. And so we're still going to have. A significant number of cases but I will point out the cases are lower than they were two weeks ago so you know the trend in general is lower right Right. not a huge drop but the trend and I like trends because (laughs) that gives a better picture
1: here here and we'll take that thank you so much for your time today Dr. Wilds we appreciate it that's Dr. Simone Wilds infectious disease physician at South Shore Health so uh, yes positive things from that standpoint but yeah we are those of us Again, science. Why am I wearing my mask outside? But see, that's
3: I. I wanted to say, like you always say, that's that's like hopping into a car, and saying, "Hey, put your seatbelt on." Yeah. I got mine on. You put yours on. You know what I mean? It's like I'm vaccinated. If you're not wearing a mask outside, I, and you're you know, not I, vaccinated,
1: yeah. and you are
3: that's up to you. Concerned? Why do yeah. I have to wear mine?
1: I think that, if I understand correctly. Believe me, it's not that I don't understand the other side. It's I just don't like the other side. Yeah. It's, I, I, the other side is I am supposed to have some responsibility for the greater good of society and that I should be concerned about those people who choose not to be vaccinated because they could be a strain on our healthcare system and all the doctors and have to deal with. And not get us back together.
2: to normal, that's the problem. You know you talk I mean, about But this- I told
1: you I'm going back to normal. I just don't care.
2: Yeah, but you <laughs> might there might not be the normal things to do. Yeah. It's you know, I wish they would turn it around and say, "Hey, why don't you non-vaxxers have more respect for us who yeah, are vaccinated exactly. because it's going to ultimately work the the people who have been vaccinated are the ones who are going to be most hurt."
3: Yeah,
1: we're going to miss out. 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 We don't get free
2: stuff. Yeah, we don't get get the free stuff.
1: So the the Oscars obviously were on on Sunday. I, like millions of other people, did not watch. And that's a little bit. I used to review movies. Like, that's what I did. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't my only job, but I, you know.
2: Why didn't you watch?
1: Well, okay, so on average, I'd see between 120, 130 movies a year in the theater. Uh, Two to three a week. Kind of in that in that range, more near the end of the year, and I preferred seeing movies in the theater. Uh, it's a different experience than seeing seeing them at home, especially some of these bigger movies. But there's also something about just kind of being in a dark room, committing yourself to an hour and a half or two hours of concentrating in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form. Kind of getting no into the, getting into the film. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's it's a different experience. Uh, but a lot of people didn't didn't watch, and and you know. I, I but knew. I mean, you're a movie
2: reviewer. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, it's Seems because weird. there just weren't that many damn movies. And we talked about this, uh, I want to say on Friday, I said, let me predict the headlines, you know, record lows for the, Osc- guess what, record lows for the Oscars. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with, I don't want to be preached to by them celebrities. It's that nobody saw any damn movies last year. And a matter of fact, a lot of them didn't even come out. Even movies that are completely done, they're finished, they're in the cam as they call it. Well, they're sitting on a shelf waiting for a time when they can maximize their revenue. They care more about making money. Remember, movies, it's a for-profit industry.
3: Yeah. Okay? I think so. Well, that's Not enough. doing it for
1: charity. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the uh, the viewership for the Oscars was at a record low even when they kind of did the final numbers came in where well, they said 10.4 million. It's nothing. Drop in the bucket. Yeah. Drop in the bucket.
3: I watched it just to see how different it would be and how uh, it would be, you know, because normally the people in the... Huge auditorium, yeah, 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 yeah. blah blah blah. It, I thought it was cool because it was a, a more intimate, intimate thing, and it was just all the celebrities sitting right. there. I saw
1: clips, but it it. I think they need to reimagine award shows, music and movies. I just think they've kind of run their course, yeah. and then and the first person that comes up with "here's the new way to do it," uh, I think we'd appreciate. I think it ought to be uh, kind of like one of those challenges, like American Gladiator. Like we need <laughs> to put Glenn Close. <laughs> And Meryl Streep and whatever, and have them like run the obstacle, and whoever gets to the end wins the Oscar. I like that. See, I'm 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 an idea man. Yeah. Call Starkist. There you go. Boom. Okay. So, um, can I give a shout out to Judy? Judy suggested I watch something, and I watched it last night.
2: My Octopus Teacher.
1: Amazing. Mm -hmm. It won best. It won best documentary.
2: There were some really good films, but I this year.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, you can watch watch it it today. today. Here's
2: the thing about that. (laughs) It's
1: amazing. Here's the thing about that film. I'm watching it and I'm I'm blown away. Yeah, I think
2: in a normal year that wouldn't have been that big of a deal. So, you know, in this pandemic year where there are fewer movies and I think you have to almost be a little bit thinking outside the box.
1: Well, I think I think that, that usually when it comes to awards, movies that are a little different win. It's why superhero movies don't win awards. I'm just saying I don't know that a lot of people would even do. watch
2: that movie in a normal yeah. there are a lot more blockbusters out.
3: well, so. when
1: you get to the bottom of Netflix too, you know. No, but I think
3: Netflix. documentary people will watch I love it. I mean, they said they've been working on this for like 7 years
1: at least. So, it's not like they they did it because of Hold the on. pandemic, we're we're forty five minutes into it, this movie about yeah. an hour and a half. My my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm watching. And he says, and he, and here's where it gets interesting. I'm like, now, now it's going to get interesting. Yeah. Now it's going to get I amazing. Did not my watch- Octopus Teacher, so good, mind blowing. I
2: okay. did not watch that as so much as as a documentary as I did as. A, a movie. It is a to movie. me. It was a great story. It, is a story. it wasn't. I don't watch a lot of documentaries. Right. I mean, like all of them. But to me, it was more a no movie argument. than a documentary. Okay. No well, argument.
3: Will you ever eat calamari
2: again?
1: I've never eaten it before. Really? No. That's oh no. True. My bad. I'm not gonna touch Judy that Pie? I,
2: calamari. Isn't that squid? Delicious. Squid, octopus. Isn't that squid? This yeah. is a movie about an octopus. Octopus is octopus. Are they the same? And actually I saw... I don't no, think they're the same. They're not. I saw some octopus on... It looks just like when you eat... It's just like the octopus tentacle. <sighs> yeah. It looks exactly like that on the okay. plate. And it was kind of, After seeing that, I was like, no, I'm not... No. People were no. cutting it, eating it. No. no. But no. Yeah, As we know, they do grow it back. The tentacle. We learned that.
3: But see, yes. the clip they showed during the Oscars was oh, I way? reached my hand out.
1: And the octopus reached and out. The touched octopus him. Re-
2: reached out and I
3: held hands with him. And I was like, I have to see mind
1: this. Mind blowing. Yeah. Mind five out of five. So five good. out of five. It's You're mind welcome. Blowing. Thank you. No, and, I, I see. It was on my list, and I'm like, Judy said, and then it won the award, and I'm like, I will watch it. My octopus. Teacher. I
2: kept passing it up. I kept looking at it and going, yeah. it just didn't. didn't it, I, sound I, I, good, I, I, right? I'm i was like, agree. Ah. because it's not. It's about him, right? It's about him and his life.
1: It's. It's kind of. It's you know. about the diver, the guy who goes in. In him trying to find his way through life, and this octopus. Shows him who he wow. runs into to on the ride. bottom of the flippin' ocean.
2: It just happens to bump into it, right? Hey there. I don't want to give
1: anything away, but. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He visits Octopus every day. You know what? Uh, the. A- a- Monday through Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Ever. E-V-E-R-Y. Doesn't miss a day. Jumps in the flippin' water with the and octopus. It's there. I didn't,
2: for him. I didn't realize how small the octopus was. Like, I, whenever I think of an octopus, I think of a yeah. really big. I guess I'm thinking of Little Mermaid. Or <laughs> 20,000 <laughs> <000 laughs> yeah. leagues yeah. Under the Sea, it's, where it's as big as a little. submarine.
1: Yeah, they're so, so little yeah. and cute. And- uh, speaking of great movies, um, I, I used to do, and, and, you know, part of the movie system is, and, and uh, you know, I I do five stars or this and the other, but Rotten Tomatoes is kind of a clearinghouse. And what Rotten Tomatoes does is it takes, if you're not familiar with it, if you've seen the score, uh, they take movie reviewers... And they assign, is it a positive or a negative? And you kind of come out with a mathematical formula. This movie has a 60. This movie has an 80. This movie has a 90. And up until recently, Citizen Kane, which is not a movie, it's a film.
2: Mm, Yeah, don't call it a movie.
1: Okay. Orson Welles' classic film Mm -hmm. had a 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I say recently. Because somebody just gave it a bad review to the point that it now has a 99. Oh. Somebody gave a, how old is it? 50 it's like, year like old, an 80-year-old Chicago 80 year old Tribune movie. critic. Well, yeah, but the movie is not, who just watched it now and goes, you know what? This movie sucks.
5: <laughs> really? No, I'm just went
1: back? It's
2: based on some dumb review from 80 years ago. Yeah. Written by the pseudonym May Tene. Hmm. Wink, wink. I don't know what that means. So got, guess what the number one, guess what it has, what's topped Citizen Kane?
1: Now it has a 100 out of 100.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know about 100, maybe yeah. 99 point something, but it's, guess which
1: movie?
2: What was one of your favorite movies?
1: Black Panther.
2: Get out. Yeah.
1: See, and, and listen, Black Panther's a good movie. We're kind of forever. Let's get one link straight.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, not not, a minor, it's, it's not a masterpiece. It's, it's not. It's, not.
1: it's, it's a, a great movie. Phil- cinematic masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It is a formulaic superhero movie. It might be the best example of a superhero movie of all the. It might be, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's hardly new or different. And the passing of its star leads you to look at it as. In a, yeah, it gives in a different way. It, it gives even
2: more credence you, you, right? You're like, wow, that was the greatest but movie I ever saw. Why do all the best movies ever made have to be old? They all, they're all old. It's like the, it's almost like they get a little bit of a bump because it was the first, the first of its kind. The Citizen I don't, game. But the I think, Gone don't with you the think there's
1: something to be said for that? Like, if you, if you create a genre or you do a movie, like this, that's what I say. And I admit this. So I'm not, you know, there, there's different movie reviewers and you can gravitate to people like you. But for, I like movies that I haven't seen before. I like going and going, wow. Right. I've never seen a movie like that. Before. I like that. Yeah. Other people don't. They're like, "Where's the car chase? Okay, where's act 1, act 2, act 3? Where's the protagonist? Saying- he falls on hard times and then he redeems himself in right. the end. Like that's the formula for all the- I go yeah. I've seen that before. I don't care. But I don't feel
2: like movies just because of their age should get the a little bit of a benefit like private ryan that's a movie that should be right saving private ryan pretty good one wasn't that a first of its kind i mean it had a movie? lot of had a lot, yeah, of, a lot uniqueness of new things it,
1: and it got i think it won a lot it of like star wars
2: right something star that's wars. just bra- but it's always the older ones it's citizen yeah. kane and gone with the wind gone with the wind and it happened one night
1: so um we mentioned yesterday the census came out and we are losing a congressional seat in illinois is it like spin the wheel? Who's going to lose their seat? <laughs> All right, somebody is going to be SOL. Pat Brady, our political expert. Pat,
7: good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing?
1: Excellent so far. Uh, obviously, the census numbers came out. Uh, Illinois is shrinking in some way, shape or form, or at least to the point that we are losing a congressional seat. And count me as one who doesn't understand what happens next. Is it a game of duck, duck, goose? Is it uh, spin a wheel? How are we going to lose a congressional seat? And do we know like who's going to be on the losing end?
7: Yeah, every 10 years, they do a census, and from that census, they reapportion the number of congressional seats. There's 435 members of the House and 100 in the Senate. They do the 435 members of the House, and Illinois, relative to other states, lost population. So we're going to lose a congressional seat, and we're down to 17. And the process by which they redraw the map or redraw the congressional districts is going on right now, and we'll probably know sometime in September.
2: And since it's a Democratic legislature, uh, what can we expect
7: besides a Republican going? (laughs) We can expect what we've here's the politics of it and and, and very Reader's Digest version. The legislature determines both the uh, uh, Illinois House and Senate seats and the congressional seats. And uh, when they control both the House and the Senate, like they do in Illinois and the governorship, it's all up to the Democrats. So they're having redistricting hearings and they're going to draw the map. We're probably going to lose a seat. Republicans lose a seat downstate congressionally but here's the politics of it the governor when he ran 2 years ago promised that we're going to have a fair map which we haven't had a fair map in forever well, yeah they
2: yeah. promise we, that every time Pat,
1: yeah. i know, I
7: know. Republicans to, be, do it too.
1: to be i was going to say to be fair does any state have a fair map like everybody whatever party is in control gerrymanders the map to their benefit
7: absolutely and there's i think 7 or 8 states that now have independent commissions that do the maps they do it by computer and, and i agree completely if republicans were in charge we would do the same thing but the rub here is the governor ran two years ago on i will reject an unfair map and uh and have an independent commission do this he's walking that back a bit now but <laughs> likely likely the impact is we're going to get a heavily favored democratic map which is going to be you know problematic but the reality is they've drawn such gerrymandered maps in the last decade it's tough for him to do too much more
2: So who's most at risk, though, it seems like? And I did read an article that said most of the population loss was downstate. So it would seem to be that downstate should maybe be targeted a little bit, right?
7: Yeah, it's overall population. It doesn't really matter where it comes from. But the reality is, Judy, you're exactly right. Since the Republicans have all the congressional seats downstate, they'll carve that map up to have Republicans run against one another and preserve the Democratic seats up north. But They're kind of in a trick bag a little bit, too, because the people that the governor should be most worried about running for governor, meaning Congressman LaHood or Congressman Davis or Adam Kinzinger, Congressman Kinzinger, you know, they probably want to keep them in Congress. So they got to figure out how to do that. But there's another problem up here, too, because there's a um, racial equality component under the Constitution and the Illinois Constitution. The Hispanic population or political uh, power in the last couple of years has really increased in the city. And I'm sure they want another seat, not just one. So that the Democrats have their own issues. But let's not kid ourselves. It's a completely political rigged process. If people knew exactly how it went on, they'd be infuriated. But I am infuriated, sure. I, but I'm getting yeah, used it's, it's to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, you, you've been here long enough. Yeah, already.
1: Yeah. Well, So a he here's a question I have. So is it, is it conceivable, and I'm, I'm assuming because it's happened in the past, that you might have two sitting congressmen, congresspeople, Running against each other, even two Republicans is probably what they do, or two Democrats running against each other to keep their own seat. I mean, that's yeah. conceivable, right? That
7: that will happen. Doc. Will happen. It, it will happen. It, it happened in two thousand ten. It will happen, and that's that's the price you pay of living in a state that relatively population declines compared to the South and the West. But this has been going on since nineteen forty. I think like eighty four seats have moved from the Rust Belt in the Northeast to the South and the West, and You know, uh, I've lived in the South and the West. It's not a bad place to be.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, As have I. As have I. And, uh, uh, yeah, they they continue to grow there. Pat, thank you for that. Uh, uh, Illuminating it for us and trying to understand a little bit more. But, you know, Judy, I mean, you make a good point that if the population loss is more downstate, Mm -hmm. shouldn't when we redraw the maps, shouldn't that reflect that? Downstate is losing more people right. as opposed to carving one out of Chicago, for well, example.
2: And conveniently, all the Republicans are downstate. So that makes it yeah. even easier. But who knew there was such a process? I mean, well, it is all political, but it it's horrible. not just like redrawing the map. You have to think about like keeping Kinsinger. Where he oh, is, they, like, so he doesn't do, Have so you he... seen it
1: like they jump across the street, and then they go around this house, and then they, right. the maps are, are yeah. horribly and Then they've got to
2: think about those other, you know, things like people, oh, we want to keep that person here so he doesn't run here. It's just, it's it's really a process. So. Have,
1: you, have you skipped going to the doctor over the last year for, for fear of COVID, for fear of going outside, maybe? How is that going to catch up to us? Huh? Think about that for a second. If you haven't had your physical, if you haven't had a checkup, if you've just ignored that lump, oh, God.
2: (laughs) Well, cancer rates are way down, unfortunately.
1: I don't know if everybody knows this about you, but you are a cancer survivor. It's why one of the reasons why when the vaccine came out, we know that you were in a high-risk group as someone who has been uh, affected by it. How long have you been? Are you technically in remission, cancer-free? What do you call it?
2: Um yeah, I had breast cancer, that's what I say. Okay. Um so I had breast cancer in 2006 I was diagnosed. All right. Um went through chemo, had a Just um, chemo or radiation also? No radiation, so okay. I was very lucky because radiation's a lot. I know chemo was I I don't know a lot about harsh, it, so that's why I'm asking questions, harsh, yeah. I had a double mastectomy. Okay. Um and I you know, it's funny, um the mammogram did not pick it up.
1: Really? Because I, I always, always think, like women are supposed to have mammograms on absolutely. a regular basis, and this is gonna early detection's important. Breast cancer awareness month, October. I hear all that stuff. Right. So you're saying the mammogram didn't work.
2: The mammogram this is why it's so important to get a mammogram. Okay. Because it's the person giving the mammogram, the person reading the mammogram, your doctor who knows you. So my doctor just saw something he didn't like. Okay. And so he went in. He followed up. He followed up. He went the extra mile. On a mammogram. On a negative mammogram. He said, I don't like this. But. Yeah, what is this? Because I really I had dense breasts, like many, many women. Okay. So he went and he saw something he didn't like, went back in, and it happened to be cancer. Hmm. So then I had an upgraded mammogram and, you know, a body scan, and eventually it happened to be in both. So I just decided to get new calling cards, as I like to say.
5: New
1: calling cards. <laughs> Jesus. Um. I did not know this. Breast cancer is the most common, commonly diagnosed cancer in the world, just past lung cancer. Yeah, I'm assuming that's because fewer people are smoking. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna make an assumption like that. But there are some new guidelines out there, at least when it comes to mammograms. I don't. Again, Judy, I feel uncomfortable talking about it in general because we're talking about. Boobies. So oh I'm not I'm sorry. Is that not the technical term? That's, I was trying to be mendic- I was being that's, medicinal yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah. Mm, what that's doctors a, that's what them, doctors right? call them. Yeah. So what are the, the, yeah, the what guidelines of screenings for the for the women listening right now, you have a unique insight into helping well, them? Well the
2: problem is the, the guidelines are all over the place. Oh. Used to be forty. Forty years old. Everyone had, you know, it went forty. Get a mammogram. Then they changed it to fifty. Wait, 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 what is the
1: process of a mammogram? I'm again. I'm. Tr- I'm not being stupid for the radio. I'm just that stupid when it comes to it. What is, what does it look like? What do you. It's le-
2: like an image machine. So it's oh, like, it's, an like, MRI it's almost typing? like when you go to the dentist and they put the big, thing when oh, you're yeah, yeah, taking yeah, yeah. x-rays, X-ray? that's yeah. Okay. And, but then they do smash your booby, as you like to say. Well, that's what they're they, called. they have to get, cause they have to see, you know, it's okay, dense. Okay. okay. They're trying to look dense. inside. right? Okay. And so a lot of it, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't hurt. No. But it is uncomfortable. Right. So a lot, and that, that. A lot of women are like, yeah, you know, they have it once. They're like, oh, it was, ter- it was not good. And actually, for me, it was never uncomfortable. Okay. It was fine. But a lot of women complain, the bigger boobies you have, Bruce, yeah, the more uncomfortable
1: it can be. I will keep that in mind. So
2: age. anyway, the guidelines are good, to go back and forth, 50, and then they're now okay. 40. Here's what I would say. I'm ready. You got my personal opinion. I do. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at 46 years old. Okay. No breast cancer in my family.
1: Hmm. No history. No of-
2: history of breast cancer. That I know of, right? I would say get it at forty. You could wait to fifty, I guess. Take, but you know, had I waited to fifty, you, I would have died.
5: Ooh. Right? And I had it I in both.
1: Say. I would have
2: died. Yeah, it's. I would have died of breast cancer. So I, it, and because it now they're saying it's really up to the patient since it's you know you don't if you don't have any if there is symptoms. no risk you don't have symptoms. Here's the thing about yeah, okay, cancer: ca- ca- cancer doesn't have any symptoms ever. Yeah, well, it's, I was yeah, going to yeah. okay. No.
1: So that was I, I've I got a lot of questions about.
2: Yeah, <laughs> did and you, you should, have any? By pain? the way,
1: did, did, you have breasts too.
2: You too? Mm, yes, I see them. Mm, there they are. Do you we? Should, yeah, men die of breast cancer. Really? They do. Yes, of course. Not nearly. Now, here's the thing: when I'm you ready. catch breast cancer early, early, ninety nine percent.
1: Okay, so it's treatable, it's curable, et Oh my god, cetera. Really? It's so,
2: no, curable, ninety nine percent So here
1: is a question: So you didn't have any discomfort, any pain? The mammogram, they noticed something, and you are like, and he, did your doctor ask how you feel, and you go, "Feel fine. Why? Yeah. Like it's not like I've got a I've got a little pain or I feel something because well, it was a, like a, no, there there was, was a lump. No, there was a lump. Okay, That's okay. He,
2: that I didn't feel that he, you didn't. He didn't. Here is the but thing: did, Was there
1: any pain associated with it? Nope, not at all. Oh boy. Here is okay. the thing: I probably have it
2: when I had my first mammogram at forty. Mm-hmm. My doctor who was hilarious, he had like a crystal ball, literally like a crystal, cause he brought it out. He's like, here's the thing. Your first mammogram was a little bit high risk. Just off the, I'm like, well, cause I had a lot of lumps, a lot of tissue. It was just off the bat. It was a, they it saw looked something a looked a little different. I had a, maybe an upgrade. So my first mammogram, I had an upgraded mammogram. Upgrade. So that automatically put me in a higher risk Wow. automatically okay so that which i hated, I but, it hated good. It, but it was a good thing it because good thing. It, that's
1: how you caught it
2: he went the extra mile every time did you do it every knew. year after that yep every year oh, never wow. missed one i don't understand my friends out there oh boy. who are like oh yeah it's been a couple years no right. not only because so many women are
1: diagnosed with breast cancer well, it's most common diagnosis yes so you most common. and, and it's the most curable surf- the most curable Curable and survivable. Yep. So you need yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. So, cheese. Uh, For guys like us. Yeah. Leaving the breast cancer in men, which I, I, I've heard can happen. We're still not going to the doctor, right? I have. All right. A- how about no. self exams? Just try that. Self exam.
2: Well, that's what we have to do. What do you mean? Women do self exams. I don't know what that means. You feel around your breasts to see if there's a lump anywhere. I'm done. Wait, you're going to feel one now, and you're going to be so paranoid. <laughs> yeah, I feel
3: No, good. I have okay. not been to the doctor in. Yeah. I can't remember the Couldn't last remember.
1: time. A <laughs> lot of people in the last year, even those who would normally go, yeah, have not been going.
2: Right. So talking about cancer, because they, if
1: they're worried about being sick or they're worried about COVID, they would go. Well, doctor's offices is where they're all hanging out.
2: Let's face it's like, it. Don't go to it's an it's excuse not to people. go. If I don't it have is. to go to the doctor, I'm not going. Not going. I just use it as an excuse. Right. But like, cancer rates are so low, the lowest they've ever been in right. history because people aren't. Going. They just aren't getting yeah, diagnosed. People are getting cancer. We're going to find out I, about that next year.
1: I have a friend that's an oncologist. Okay, and I'm led to believe that has something to do with cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who told me. He said, um, "My worry is that when people do start to feel more." comfortable going back to the doctors and get back into whatever hashtag old normal routine they're going to get into we're going to find advanced stages of diseases that could have been caught a year prior do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. and that and that we're going to have a very different prognosis or different treatments moving forward and he says my my worry is we're going to have kind of this flood Mm. you know and i was like yeah so i'm still not going to go to him yeah. I go, by the way, so so my solution is just don't go to the doctor.
2: Uh, well, that's that's what people do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm
3: afraid to go because, you know, they say, oh, get the bo- the full body scan. Oh, no, thing.
1: I don't want do to do okay, that. Okay, I had I one. I, ha- I did not want it. Be, I, I wanted it yeah. all come as a complete surprise. I was surprise. so yeah. afraid.
2: Oh, I hated it. Yeah. Because I'm like, what are they going to see something everywhere? Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't want like, that. They're like, yeah, it's fine. I don't want to
1: know. You're fine. I don't want to know. Just have it come as a complete surprise. I
2: well, death will be a surprise. <laughs>
1: you say that.
5: You haven't seen me drive. Okay. I, I, gotta that I here, got a race. I
1: got a race coming up this weekend. Okay. Oh, I nice. can already tell you it's going to be the sudden stop that catches me. I'm just going to let you know right now. <laughs> um, the cicadas are coming. You. The 17 the, the year double whammy. They are, I, this is not an exaggeration. They're going to be crawling out of the ground, mm. even nearby. It's supposed to start today. Today, they're supposed to start so calling out the loud ground. They're going to be loud, they're going to be crunchy, and they're going to be delicious. <laughs> Who are you people that eat cicadas? <laughs> if you don't like bugs, I have what can only be described as bad news for you. <laughs> Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you, and the cicadas are coming. Yay. They're coming in the hundreds. They're coming in the thousands. They're coming in the millions. They're coming in the billions with a B. <laughs> That's a lot of flipping cicadas. So I know they're coming because I was in Virginia two weeks ago mm-hmm. and my brother lives in northern Virginia and they were digging uh, like, pot, you know, around uh, uh, some potted plants and stuff, you know, landscaping. And he's like, oh, here's a cicada. Like it was underground. Like yeah. they dug it up before it climbed out. He goes, "Yeah, they, yeah, you can you can find them if you just sit around and dig around long enough." Was dead alive survive?
3: or was it like in hibernation? Or, or do they live underground like that? Or are they
1: they live underground. Yeah, that's
2: where they come up from the ground. It, no, I'm, didn't, I'm I didn't it take really.
1: that it liked being dug up. <laughs> it didn't like all of a sudden go flying. Like it wasn't. It wasn't done yet. Okay, ah, <laughs> yeah, like, okay. it was still baking. That's where they yeah. live. Uh, yeah, it. Li- they live underground for. Years. Years. And then they all decide to pop out. And the scientists say, today's the day they start popping out. Literally, Wednesday, today. Nice. They start popping out. And we're going to see them a lot along the East Coast. But we're going to have them here into Illinois. How many we get in Chicago area (laughs) might depend on the wind. I don't know. Well,
2: apparently sometimes they make mistakes, those cicadas, and they come up when they're not supposed to. So you could certainly see some. We just get them every year anyway. Norm, this is yeah, this is this is just
1: a special year, right?
2: Oh, lucky us, mm hmm. The year of the 13 year, 17 17
1: in some areas, yeah. Yeah. What is the thought process behind that? Who invented the cicada, for god's sakes? What was it? What purpose God? is this, sir? God invented <laughs> this cicada? Right,
7: a special snack. Yeah.
5: Very no. crunchy.
2: It no. tastes like chicken. You would love them. No. Put a little batter on them. No. Deep fry them.
1: No. no, not eating cicadas. A not honey mustard happen. sauce? Um, there mm. are people that eat them uh, because there's people that will eat God dang near anything. It kind of it strikes me as the first person. Um, um, have you, you ever thought about this? Like the first person that. that Caveman. He goes goes swimming. Uh, Swimming might be a term. He fell in the water and he comes up with a clam and he goes, I wonder what's inside that thing. And he he pries it open with a rock, bangs it on there, and there's this gooey glob in there. And he goes, That looks delicious. Let me have some of that. You know, ooh, honey cave person, get the drawn butter. You know, like who was the. So anyway, more than likely
2: he was starving. That's why he ate it.
1: The 17-year cicada are coming back, and there are people who are excited about this because they eat them. Cicadiacs.
2: Are they birds? Why do they eat cicadas?
1: They're safe to eat, one researcher says. (laughs) Oh, that's why. Quote, I'll certainly be snacking on cicadas. There are many recipes. Do you hear yourself talking, you lunatic? (laughs) One of my favorites, of course, is the soft-shelled cicada. Just after they mold, their skin is soft like a soft-shelled crab. And to me, that's a pretty good way to sample what a cicada tastes like. They're going to be a delicacy. If you want to try the cicadas, check out Cicada-licious. (laughs) You also might find El Chirper tacos.
2: Oh, a cicada taco. Can I tell you? Well, How about the emergence cookies this weekend? So it might be fun to try. I guess they put, instead of nuts, they put in cicadas.
1: They say the the best thing to do, though, is um, if you are going to eat your cicadas. Salt them? No. No. Pull the wings and the legs off, Oh, geez, no. so they don't get stuck in your teeth. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the part I'm worried about. That would be no. my least, yeah,
1: concerning part of the entire. I would rather eat you. those than their body. Oh, who are you people? But what was it? What was it? Wasn't that Fear Fact that show? People, you yeah. should go do that show because you do crazy stuff. And I go, yeah, but I won't eat things. Yeah, no, well, thank you. I'd be like, no. Yeah. They go, will you eat? I would go, nope. They I'm go, out. we haven't even gotten to it yet. I go, yep, but you're not going to say chicken nuggets, are you? Okay. You're not going to say pepperoni pizza, and therefore I'm out. Yeah. No, I will not eat anything on a dare. Yeah. No, hard no. Won't do it. It tastes, I don't care what it tastes like. I'm not eating it. And I'm not eating cicadas. Even if they tasted like Nutella, for God's sakes, I'm still not eating
5: oh, Might lick it. Oh, come
1: on. Might lick it a oh, little if it a tasted like covered Nutella.
3: Nutella, uh, a Nutella no, covered I would just lick cicada. the Nutella off of yeah. it. Yeah.
1: And then go, here's a cicada. You go back to being a cicada. Do you eat it head first? No. With
3: the
2: eyes stop. looking right at you. They get those big red eyes. Do you cook them? I have no idea. I'm not eating that garbage. Well, they have recipes. I imagine they do. Oh, my God. Again. No, you just pop them in like nuts, you know, as you're sitting outside. Oh. You just pick them up off the ground or they fall. I oh, was they're, hungry. They're, you It know, uh, was like the the a trees. normal
1: breakfast. Kind of, eh, it's getting to be at 730. Maybe I'll have a little less. No. Talk There's of something, cicadas. though,
2: about when the cicadas come, people, it's the first thing they do. They want to eat them.
1: <laughs> like when they what are I, you uh, people, infants, I, like, I, everything has to go in your mouth. What, I remember I the last
2: 17 year, you know, 17, more than 17 years ago. Oh, no, probably 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, when the cicadas, it, it was ridiculous. Like the trees, the they were just filled really? with yeah. them. And for some reason, you know, my son wanted to eat one. So I said, all right, I'll give you 10 bucks if you eat one. And he did. It was very crunchy. I mean, I heard him crunch into it. How old was your kid at the time? He was probably like ten. Jesus Christ! He made a really he made a really bad face. Where child Protective yeah. Services when you need the them. He wanted the ten
1: bucks, of course. Where is CPS when you need them? Look, come here. Luke. Yeah. I got yeah, got something for you to eat. I got a crisp tenner for you. Here you go. Don't Think you of all how
2: the popular evidence You know he was buy. at school that day. People were like, "You ate a cicada." I mean, his face looked
1: so bad. I said, my mom couldn't get me to eat Brussels sprouts. There's no goddamn way I was going to eat a cicada. He is Patrick Fingston. Patrick, good morning. Great to have you back with us.
0: Good morning, Bruce. Good to talk to you again.
1: So um, one of the, the conversations this week has been about the, the loss of a congressional seat in Illinois where we're losing a member of Congress. We actually talked to Pat Brady a little bit earlier on the show about kind of what what it might look like downstate. But you just recently wrote about Governor Pritzker, who had some pretty strong thoughts on things like redistricting and gerrymandering and appears to is softening might be a nice way to put it, Patrick.
0: I, I think some would use the term flip flop.
1: OK, let's go uh, with that. <laughs>
0: uh, so so in twenty eighteen, then candidate Pritzker, uh, was asked if he would veto any, uh, redistricting plan that, um, you know, was basically drawn by politicians or their staff. And he right. said yes, uh, in, in the plainest terms possible. Um, he has, uh, kind of dodged that, um, uh, position in the last few weeks. His, his staff started putting out, um, statements on redistricting that were, the the second half of the quote from 2018 and not the first half, not the money <laughs> quote, um, and and then yesterday, you know, he um, he he erased all doubt, basically saying that um, he's he's going to sign um, the the Democrat redistricting plan as long as it's quote unquote fair. Uh, which doesn't, you know, have much, much of the detail. To by it. whose fair, yeah, yeah, fair in yeah. his fair eyes.
1: Find by what, yeah. But yeah.
2: Patrick doesn't, I mean, lawmakers are the ones who are supposed to do the maps, right? Who else would do it?
0: Well, so, so, and that's one of the big consternations here, Judy, is, is that without the census data, uh, because we're not going to get that block level census data that we should have by now until August or September, um the Democrats are are holding the June 30th date in the Constitution as a a state mandated deadline uh, to pass that new new map by June 30th. Republicans are saying we have a fallback that this we have this bipartisan commission that kicks in. Uh, you know, Bruce, I, I know you're not from around here, and, and some of these happened when I was you know a kid, but you know in in you know, 71, 81 – I'm sorry, not 71 – 81, 91, and uh, 2001, uh, the the legislature and the governor's office were split. So, so you went to this eight-person commission, which was then deadlocked because, of course, Republicans and Democrats aren't going to work together and give each other an advantage. And then you literally – Draw a Republican or a Democrat name out of a out of a fake a hat? Lincoln hat <laughs> to to give a party control of remap for wow. the next ten years. Wow! Democrats don't want to go anywhere near that.
5: No, so stay away from the hat. So,
0: so their position is we don't want the data. We're, we'll make up the data if we have right. to. Right? Uh, Not a surprise. So we're gonna we're gonna draw maps however we can.
1: And to be fair, again, we're talking to Patrick Fingston of, of the Illinois. To be fair. um, D's do this when they're in charge. Ours do this when they're in charge. And they do it damn near everybody. Gerrymandering is basically what it's called, which is drawing districts that favor a specific candidate or, or disfavor a specific candidate or or party. And we are seeing it play out in full form here because we're losing seats here. And that means so it's the, even the, more that's important. That's the point, though, Bruce. That's the yeah. point. That
0: that there have been advocates, Republican and Democrat, including J.B. Pritzker, including Speaker Welch, who, ha- who was co-sponsor of a constitutional amendment to implement an independent redistricting commission and take it out of the hands of politicians. Right. Everybody's that's, for that's that. That's the rub. And yeah. and Iowa does it. California does it. You know, more states yeah. are implementing this, you know, by by the year. And so, so the rub here isn't that Republicans and Democrats do it. Two wrongs don't make a right. At least that's what my mama told me. But, <laughs> but, but it's still, uh, you know, it, it, they, there are still opportunities to make the process more fair, even without um, a constitutional change for an independent mapping commission. Got it.
2: But, you know, unfortunately for Republicans, it, I, I, isn't the fair part what sector of the population has grown more and might need representation and which sector
1: has lost well, so does this get you know? into this equity or the right. racial I mean, you component, have to which look, I heard them talking right. about? You have to
2: look at population and equity and all that. It, there's a lot plays into it if you do it the right way.
0: couple of things. So so first, when Republicans say we want an independent map, there is a 0% chance that any map drawn would give Republicans a majority right. in, in the legislature. Uh, you, you don't go from Democratic supermajority in the House and Senate to Republican majority of the house and Senate. It just, it, there are more Democrat voters than there are Republican voters in the state right now. There, there are court mandates for, for majority minority districts, more African-American districts, more Latino districts, and there will be more Latino districts in, in 2022 than there are now because you know, places like Waukegan and and places in the West suburbs are now majority uh, Latino Mm -hmm. and, and and those districts will, will increase the, the Latino population. And, and there will probably be some haggling uh, between the the legislative black caucus and the, the Latino caucus in, in trying to, to haggle for, for position and power and, and and they'll be boxing out for a rebound trying to get as many seats as they can.
1: Here here. Patrick, thank you so much. We appreciate you uh, helping us understand this a little bit better. That's Patrick Fingston with the Illinois, N O I Z E, helping us understand a little bit about what it's going to look like. Listen, there is no argument amongst normal humans, those who don't put a letter next to their name, R or D I don't think those are normal people, normal people that your district maps, whether it's on a state level or whether it's at a congressional level, should be kind of drawn to represent the people, right? They are not. And the problem you run into is that D's and R's both talk a good game But when it comes to actually passing a law or making a rule that might in any way, shape, or form give them less power, they suddenly aren't for it. And that's what you're seeing with Pritzker. Absolutely. I think that uh, I would never, ever approve uh, a map that I didn't think was uh, was fair and that was obviously gerrymandered and this, that, and the other. And now he's going,
2: well, I mean. I'm sure it will be fair, and then I can pass it.
1: Right. If I just, like, you take the map and you turn it sideways, that's fair. fair. That's fairer (laughs) that way when you look Mm -hmm. at it from that angle, right? Nobody wants to give up that power. It is a great example, and in California they do that. They have a nonpartisan independent commission that draws the maps. Mm -hmm. And and then... Based on the facts. Based on population. Mm -hmm. And then they make politicians run in those districts and appeal to those people, not... Who are my people? Draw the map that way. I don't have to appeal to anybody else. I don't have to represent anyone else. I only have to play in this this thing. And it, it's 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 ludicrous the way it's done here. Dang. Yeah, but it's also the way it's done. As in Patrick a lot of said,
2: two wrongs do make a right in Illinois.
1: Apparently, they do. Mm. Well, at least okay, boomer. Uh, where are we at <laughs> with uh, uh, some some of this? The the boomer generation. And some of the ways that you can tell, the things you know. How have you reached this level, if you will? It's your turn, millennials. You're up next. You know what it reminded me of? What? The commercials. Uh Dr. Rick. I what is he selling? Is he selling insurance? Uh, I don't even know what the you know it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it's
2: progressive
1: or okay yeah, prog- I think it is it's, it's, yeah. a, it's insurance but when you're becoming your parents but uh, we were, we were looking at and seeing some of the other things especially for the millennials out there when did you realize that you were middle age when did you realize that you were slowly becoming your parents for lack of better terms I remember always being the youngest person at work. I started radio. I was seventeen, and I was always like the youngest one. When I was the program director, I was like twenty three, twenty four years old. I was like the yeah. young, you know. I'd go yeah. like, I go to these. was like the youngest one, and it kind of irked me when I started realizing, I'm, I'm not the youngest one anymore. And I would, I was like in my late twenties, maybe early thirties, and anybody that was like twenty one years old was a kid to me, a yeah. hey kid. Look at you. That's a nice, isn't it? That's, she's a nice girl. <laughs> I was talking to them like they're infants almost. Yeah. yeah. I started to realize I became like my
2: parents. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I, I'm still not like my parents. Come on. Now I am. I don't mind it. You know, I turn the lights down. Are you using that light? Are you getting something out of the refrigerator or are you just off in
1: there <laughs> you have to go figure <laughs> the light police you're the, I'm the light turn the light off you left the room turn the light uh, off
2: listen close they the door leave, we're not air
1: conditioning the outside
2: they leave the lights on all the time <laughs> i think if i hadn't heard it from my parents i still would have been like that i'm uh, you know it's unbelievable one of my favorites that, that judy does yeah she'll be
3: talking and then yeah. she'll be oh then my son luke Blah blah blah. anywho <laughs> and you go back to the story i love when you do that and that's Something your parents would probably yeah, do. Yeah, any who's a, They go off on like a rant yeah. and they go,
1: Anywho, as I was saying. <laughs> I was, there's a, there's an entire uh, um, uh, piece, there's a, a whole Reddit thread on this. What's the most middle-aged thing you caught yourself saying recently? Can I, can I share some of you? Yes, please. I told this to my doctor recently. I never get drunk anymore because it's physically impossible. Halfway through my second beer, I doze off on the couch. <laughs>
2: I can't get drunk. I fall asleep. Oh my gosh, (laughs) poor guy! Ah, ah, ah,
5: That's awesome. He needs help. That is
1: awesome. (laughs) How about this? eh, You doing all right? Yeah, it just takes me a little bit to loosen up in the mornings. You know, man. So here's here's something I started realizing that I was uh, uh, reaching middle age when uh, the the weather started to affect what your hip? Like my my, for me, it was my (laughs) shoulder. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, I think I think we got a nor'easter blowing in. Oh, my God. Uh, I think it's going <laughs> to yeah. rain. I think a lot of I people, it's their little... knees. Yeah. I was like, oh,
3: my God, I'm turning old. That's hilarious. My mom used to whistle for me. What do you mean? Like, I lived in Lake Tahoe. Oh, so I'd be out
1: in the forest. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like sitting around the thing. Mom would go, no. <laughs> She'd whistle for us. No, <laughs> <laughs> she had a gift. No, but no. My okay. mom. Would, I'd be out,
3: out I somewhere in Lake Tahoe. Fingers and I, in the mouth whistle. Yeah, yeah, like
1: no, she could do that one. Yeah, Oh, yeah, That's
3: pretty good and yeah, loud. loud. And so I would do that to my kids. They're out playing around somewhere in the neighborhood, I whistling for the kids. Yeah. That is
1: really old school. That that's is old, old school yeah. whistling. I don't. Do they even teach whistling anymore? I don't know how I learned
2: teach it was there how a class because i whistle. Whistle. i
1: don't know how to do the one where you put your teach fingers in your friends. mouth i don't know how to do that yeah
2: i practiced for like one whole summer and i just i did eventually do it <laughs> it was so hard i was like is isn't even worth it
1: i can whistle two different ways
2: okay
3: the regular one yeah
1: and then i can whistle with my tongue
2: yeah interesting you could be like a bird in a disney movie
5: <laughs> 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 like still one. You can get it, Judy. <laughs> yeah, That's right? Gig. Yeah. How about this? Gig. You
1: know you're the most middle aged thing you've done, I think? When you sleep wrong and your neck hurts a week oh later. Oh my gosh.
5: Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> not middle <laughs> aged.
1: Yeah what? it is. is it? it starts it starts then. Oh man. It starts then you're like oh god, god I can't turn my head to the left. Slept wrong. When? Uh. Last week. <laughs> 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 and
2: I like what people call I have a stiff neck.
1: Yeah. D doctor, someone of those is Dr. Rick thing. You don't have to, when you're getting up or sitting down, you oh, don't yeah, have to yeah, make yeah. the noise. You don't have to go, uh, you don't have to make the noise. Oh my gosh. That's your getting, you're becoming like your parents.
3: Yeah. I do love that one. You don't have to read every
1: billboard. Don't have to read every billboard. Don't have to
2: do it. You don't need to know. The
1: waiter doesn't that. need
3: to
2: know your name. Oh
3: my God. Hey a,
2: Steve, I'm Cheese. One. Nice to meet you. Oh my gosh. waiter
3: doesn't care. That's
2: I Those are that. the most the brilliant commercials
1: Aren't that they? we don't but know they're, what they're for. But the problem is is that they're yeah. the reason they work is how true they are. Yeah. Because we've all like I don't know if I've caught myself doing something. I'm like, oh, I don't ever do that. You're right, that's a good point. Stop making the noise when you get up and yeah. you sit down. Stop stop doing it. Apparently somebody's I, working on your house. How about that? Yeah, somebody's working on your house, Doctor Rick? Hey, uh, what are you using there? You got a uh,
5: oh, what geez, you, yeah. using
1: yeah. A, a, a listen. You got a flathead or he, uh, <laughs> he works for you. You're not his assistant. <laughs> you do not get, hey, I got I got a uh I got a wrench out in the gr he brought his own tools. Yeah. He brought his own tool. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Stop telling him what to do. Oh my gosh. Navy Pier opens up on Friday of this week. Fireworks, Ooh. I believe. I'm hearing rumors. Maybe Saturday. We should talk to somebody who knows about the Navy Pier. Somebody who's in charge of some of the stuff that's going on at the Navy Pier. Yeah. Now that it's finally opening, we still need to figure out exactly what her exact title is. Fund director.
3: Figure. Let's just go with fun director. Fun director, director of director Navy Pier.
1: Let's jump into a Navy Pier Talk. And joining us right now, somebody who I am going to assume is steeped in Navy Pier Talk. Uh, that is Payal Patel, the communications director of Navy Pier, or director of fun, yeah. as we want to refer to you as. Payal, good morning.
8: Good morning. Thank you for that promotion.
1: You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Or demotion, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what's happening Friday.
8: Friday, April 30th is the date that we've all been waiting for. Navy Pier finally reopens to the public. It's a phase reopening, however, so we're opening select outdoor spaces and attractions and cautiously cautiously resuming our partial operations with um, public health and safety in mind, of course.
1: Because I this is my hood, okay I live about a block away heard. yeah yeah mean streets of Streeterville come come for the pier stay for the tussle and uh I've only been able to walk up okay. to the chain link fence yeah. and like with like can you can, can you picture this pal like with the tear yeah I got my fingers on the chain link and I'm looking through going if only I could if only I could go look down there. So when you say phased reopening, what's going to be open?
8: First of all, that's such a sad image. is it sad? <laughs> thank, you for,
1: thank you for taking the fence down. He does that all over Chicago, yeah. there by is the way. That. I've been to a lot of tears. Yes.
8: Yeah, so you're you're very anxious for our reopening. I, I understand. Um, well, you're going to be able to now get past that, that fence <sighs> and access our south, north and south docks, which people love, obviously, to experience the views from... Mm-hmm. Um, You know, the vantage points are amazing uh, for the lake and and the city skyline. Polk Brothers Park uh, will remain open. And then um, we will also be opening Pier Park with our rides and attractions, which wasn't open last summer just uh, due to the nature of the cases and and the status of the pandemic. So uh, we're excited to open the iconic centennial wheel again. Um, It'll be very safe. We'll be wiping down the entire gondola after every use and folks who will only be place in there with those they came with so
5: mm. we've
8: identified some really good safety protocols to make that happen and then of course our each end plaza tour boats and cruises the new sable hotel and select restaurants will be operating at a limited capacity
2: so can you just walk right in Kyle, or do you need to make a reservation you can walk right in <gasps> so yeah, there won't be any crowd
8: control or so we do have a. You know safety measures in place to help us identify um crowd capacity we have a technology that alerts us when a particular zone there are 25 zones across the entire pier and as you know the the pier is so large and extends nearly a mile into the lake so there's plenty of space for us to work with and um, all those zones are monitored by technology that alerts us when it might start to get close to the uh, capacity limits that we've identified. And um, at that point, our team would go out there and help guests disperse or make sure they're practicing social distancing in those areas.
1: So uh, Saturday also, we're going to get back to what?
8: Some fireworks? Fireworks. Yay! Yay! I know. Our weekly fireworks are coming back. The first one is special. It's going to be an extended version of 15 minutes long because we're dedicating it to healthcare professionals and frontline workers in honor of their hard work and sacrifice throughout the pandemic. So we're excited to celebrate them on Saturday, May 1st at 9pm. And then every Saturday thereafter, um, you can expect fireworks in the month of May. And we hope to bring the fireworks back for our biweekly throughout the the summer. But um, I, I feel like this is something that is going to signify that we're getting closer to normalcy and everyone's so excited to see those fireworks come back, yeah.
1: Uh, Again, we're talking to uh, Pyle Patel, the communications director of of Navy Pier. So the the Navy Pier has been closed for, what, like eight months?
8: Eight months, yeah, eight long months.
1: (laughs) I I mean, that's got to be, even as things started to reopen kind of around the city, even at at restricted numbers, you guys stayed closed. How tough has that been for, I'm I'm just thinking all the, the... there's a ton of businesses and uh, things along the pier. Mm-hmm. Are they all coming back? Are they all going to make it?
8: Yeah, so Navy Pier has nearly 70 businesses that it houses and, and supports um, within the pier. And uh, the the decision to close was actually made with them specifically in mind to reduce the um, financial impact and implications of the pandemic on um, both Navy Pier as a nonprofit organization, which not, not a lot of people are aware that Navy Pier is a nonprofit, and then those 70 small and local businesses. Um, we wanted to make sure they could get to the other side of this because had we remained open, we would have continued to incur, you know, operational costs, but not have had enough revenues from attendance and. Um, it it was just wouldn't also been safe to operate a place um, with the nature of, of the pier in that time. So it made sense to close, and that gave all of these businesses, or I should say most of these businesses, the ability to make it to the other side. There are less than a handful that won't be returning, um, like the IMAX uh theater unfortunately the theater industry's you know taken a toll um yeah. in a huge way throughout the pandemic so there are a couple of those businesses but it's it's really extraordinary to think that most of those 70 businesses are coming back and we're so happy to have That's, them back
1: yeah. and and that alone is is like something to celebrate and cheer you yeah. know that that, yes. It, it, yes. that when navy pier returns i say i, I say this even even with a phased opening this weekend, it's going to be the Navy Pier you remembered.
2: Right, yeah. And no masks, huh? Well, so at Navy Pier, we're going to continue
8: to mandate face masks. Because as you um, heard, Dr. already mentioned that the CDC is still recommending um, face masks in crowds, and so um, just due to the nature of the pier and with a lot of you know traffic coming in and out, um, face masks will continue to be mandated on the pier. Of course, as you sit down and enjoy meals, or you're sitting somewhere and you're socially distanced, you may you know take your mask off and mm-hmm. and uh, breathe in some fresh air.
2: And besides the um, hotel, is there anything else new? Oh. Yeah, so we are adding two new rides to Pier Park. We're excited to um,
8: have people try those out very soon. Um, one is for for the you know the young folks, or hey, you can you can go ahead and give it a try too. They're little tiny little teacups, but they uh, they they definitely okay, you you have don't drink before strong. you get out. I
2: one was going to say, I got to tell <laughs> you,
1: I had uh, I don't I had an issue with the teacup ride once, and I don't want to get into details on the radio. Okay, anyway, so we got teacup ride.
5: I get it.
8: And the other one's a drop tower, so it's a 100-foot drop. Oh, nice! About. Half the height of the centennial wheel, if you can imagine that. So it's a, it's a pretty big drop, and Sign I think it's a nice thriller to, um, to the pier. If
1: you need people to test it out, I'm, I'm uh, volunteering right. as a test, uh, test dummy.
8: for testers.
3: So I'm, oh, I'm in. He and Bruce it. will be over there. So brave. Yeah. brave. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, what's the worst that could happen? What, 100 feet? Death. Yeah. We're good. It's 100
3: Break like a leg. Man. I mean, it might hurt your leg a leg. Yeah. 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 Payal, the, the IMAX closing. Oh,
1: that, that breaks my heart.
3: But it seems like that might be a great opportunity because that's such a huge space. And there's some yeah. new cool things that are out there, like virtual reality. Just, it's a cool, huge space. Um, hopefully, you'll find something cool to put in there because it is such a huge space that something fun could go in. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. We're looking into that right
8: now. There are a few, um, you know, businesses that reach out with interest, and so we'll, we're going to explore some opportunities and see what makes sense for that space. Um, that said, of course, it's a huge bummer to lose such an iconic attraction like IMAX, that's been you know so historic at the pier and um you know it we we've we tried our best to to make it work yeah. and uh well that it's, wasn't you guys yeah can't control it it
1: wasn't you like guys yeah, you it, yeah. the, theater <laughs> yeah. the theater business is is struggling everywhere but yeah that could, that could really be amazing to think about but also we're talking about I, if if i can help paola i can brag for her you know, it is the number one tourist attraction mm-hmm. in Illinois. Yeah.
5: So that is going to be some
1: prime real estate as people will want to get in front of the throngs of crowd mm-hmm. that are going to be looking forward to their time at Navy Pier. Yeah. Again, you can
8: extend your stay at the Sable Hotel. You know. So oh. you yeah, that looks fabulous. And actually, make the night of it. Yes.
1: Absolutely. Well, we're excited. Uh, we're dead serious about being the test dummies yeah, for the drop. By right. the way, you just let us know what time to show we'll up.
8: Take you up on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to
1: take one for the team. It'll be Cheese <laughs> and I. It'll be the Judy Show the next day. It yeah. Is what it is. But Judy won't be on
2: that ride yeah, ever. That's fine. Uh, you know, you I could, barely. I just got on the Ferris wheel a couple of years ago. Okay, Finally, God. I did it.
1: You can you can sit at the at the bar. At the Sable. And you yeah. can watch. Watch us. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, there you and, go. and film it so that you can document the whole damn <laughs> yeah. thing. Okay. Absolutely.
8: take your drink to go. Yes.
1: Oh. Okay. You game had, changer. You had Judy wow, a drink. Yeah, total that game changer. Change. You had her a drink and to go just yeah. capped it off. Pyle, thank you for your time today. <laughs>
8: No problem. Thank you for having me.
1: Outstanding. Everyone excited about Navy Pier reopening this Friday. Again, they call it a phased reopening, if you will. I think a lot of folks are looking forward to it because again, it's think about. Listen, enough of you people. Think about me for a second.
3: Yeah, you've been dying to go there. Guy from out
1: of town. I come here. Yeah, no, you gotta get there. I can see Navy Pier from where I live. I just can't go there. (laughs) It breaks my Two heart. Two more days. Two more days. Two more days, and I can wander around. And they had Judy <sighs> a cocktail to go. Had her oh, a cocktail oh to go. God. Margarita yeah. to go. That is outstanding mm. in more ways than one. But one of the things is, that, hey, you know, hey, they get to set their own rules. You can have a mask policy. That's yours. That's fine. You have a mask policy. But what about the vax pass? The vaccine passport. And will the vax pass mean I don't have to wear my mask in some places?
2: Um <laughs> And, we, you know, we had a, a texture ask about, and this is a really good question. Okay, ready. I just assumed this would be what we already have from the CDC, the little card, paper card that's written in pen. I got that but one. But this uh, texture was asking, well, is this going to be something that the government's going to put out, that they are going to have to maybe go to the DMV, wait in long lines, pay? Oh, my Uh-oh.
1: God. If there's a DMV involved. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm
2: out. I'll get mine. Out. I'll get mine on. Um listen we have everything on phones these days. Packs. Can we just
1: have something like I can get on an airplane with nothing but my phone? Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
3: I think didn't I, I hear well, Dr. Dr. Arwadi said there'd be an app.
7: That well that uh, is what New York's is. It's basically ah, okay. a QR code so they, okay. they scan it <laughs> so they can track you. Uh, and see where you've been. But yeah, they but, scan <laughs> but the, the they, code they tra- that's proof that you've been vaccinated.
1: They track they track me when I go on an airplane too.
2: Yeah. And, but that's and based I, on I, I your little, little CDC card, right?
1: And I do my little thing, and they know that I'm Bruce, and they know that I'm fly, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They knew who I am. I had to do that to get on an
2: airplane, right? I mean, we all do our e-tickets, right? I don't even, I don't remember the last time I had an actual ticket A paper ticket, ticket. my yeah, mom does no. that.
1: Where's your ticket? What do you mean? Oh, my,
2: my gosh. My there you go. That's a, that's a I that's become a, my yeah, parents. Totally. I'm
1: going to print mine out. Print your <laughs> ticket. Will you print my ticket? Print what? <laughs> who are you people? <laughs> I get on the plane by using my retina. Yeah. My eye. I do the eye scan thing to called? get through TSA.
2: Clear? Yeah. Do you also use your phone to deposit checks? I, of course. I, I I'm not there yet. Don't trust where, how Where else do you do it? I mean, you so you scan your check bank. and yeah,
1: you go to the bank. <laughs> I don't even know where banks Na- are.
2: Let's have a bank day. Wednesdays maybe. Yeah. Oh, they're usually there close at noon. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't
1: know where banks are. Yeah.
2: First of all, I yeah, I my check goes automatically, but my my sure. the first time I saw my son yeah take, take a picture his, of your check his tax check and yeah. just take a picture. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just realized how I sound like a boomer there. Yep. What yep. are you? How do you know it? It worked. He was like, Uh, here's my confirmation. Yeah. So, uh, Doctor A Arwadi Arwadi or Arwadi Arwadi. It's in between. What it's do you not mean? Arwadi. It's Arwadi. Arwadi you know just stick with Arwadi.
1: Okay, Arwadi. Yeah, it sounds uh Chicago's top doc if you will. Spoke about this concept of a vax pass first off starting with would it be something mandatory for people to have or would it be more kind
4: of voluntary I guess? We are never going to require vaccination for all Chicago residents. That will never be a requirement. But I think increasingly where people are wanting to do things and lower their risk, vaccination is going to be your ticket to doing some of that. And you'll be hearing more about that.
1: So what I hear in that is that the city of Chicago will not mandate something like that, but they may be a part of a program so that independent businesses that choose to think a concert venue, think uh, like a, a museum a movie theater? I, I don't know. Restaurant?
2: Yeah. yeah, here's what I heard. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But for those of you who do get vaccinated and get a car, you'll be able to go everywhere and have fun. If you don't get vaccinated <laughs> and don't have a vax pass, no fun. You cannot even go Enjoy your Netflix. Uh, oh, you're you're going to be inside. Exactly, enjoy Netflix which you've seen already. Nothing new's coming on there. Ouch. Everything's wow. open, and and look at us—we're having she, fun. On the other
1: side of the fence, <laughs> yeah, right. waving Maybe. at him. Yeah, nanny, it'll inny, be, there will be
2: you, the Bruce's with the tear running down the cheek. Mm. I wish I could go and I'll be like, "You back? Got pass? Ouch!
1: Ooh, there you mm-hmm. go. Ooh, Hashtag got vax. Back. Yeah, got vaccine. So here's my thing. I I think they already know that I've been vaccinated because there was a lot of paperwork when I got my shots mm-hmm. and. I got mine through Walgreens, who also knows who I am. Like, you know, like they have my information in there because I, I, I've shopped at Walgreens. And so I've gotten like follow up emails from them. And if I go on the Walgreens app, it shows that I've gotten my vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And didn't they have to report that to the CDC? On I'm assuming there's right, some database the somewhere that yeah. that's why they're keeping now, that information. I wonder. So.
2: I wonder about the people who remember early on traveled to
1: Indiana, like the oh, the vaccine and choice. maybe
2: didn't lie, but didn't wasn't, weren't exactly honest about why I'm a healthcare worker. I'm a local. Yeah. <laughs> now he-
1: healthcare worker, first responder. Yeah. So they have their na- <laughs> with pre-existing conditions. <laughs>
2: And I smoke. I've and smoked a cigarette
1: in the past six years. I've got years. A yeah.
2: So <laughs> they have their name.
1: Yeah. But I. Don't. But it may not match up with their information. Right.
2: Ah. Uh, right. I don't know if they did. They give them the address. I mean, I know That'd some be people a new who hoop just to jump through one. Yeah. Me?
1: Bruce, Judy, and Cheese, and you know what? Things are reopening. We just had an awesome mm-hmm. conversation about Navy Pier, right? Yeah. Decided to get started, get back in with there, but a lot of other things are available out there, and. A lot of them have food attached to them. Oh, you had me at food. And drinks.
4: And foodie with Bruce and
1: Judy. That's right. And joining us right now, he is Adam Elias, the vice president of Whirly Ball. Hold on a second, Adam. Whirly Ball. That's not food, is it? Tell me, first off, good morning to you, Adam. But tell me what about Whirly Ball. I'm new. I don't think I know what Whirly Ball is.
9: All right. Well, let's. Let's get started with one of the most important things. Whirly Ball has not only been around in Chicago for nearly 30 years, but it is the most fun you can have going four miles an hour.
1: And generally a little tipsy.
9: But I can tell you this is a lot more fun to do when you're going four miles.
1: Copy that. Um,
9: It is the combination of basketball, lacrosse, and hockey all rolled into one in bumper cars. We all remember the bumper cars the carnival. Yes. But now you can crash into your coworkers, friends, (laughs) relatives, all of the kind. And we play with a twelve inch size softball Uh looking wiffle ball. And the goal is to use what looks like the head of a lacrosse scoop. Yeah. And pass to your teammates two teams of five, red team versus the black team. And then you shoot at what looks like the back of a basket uh basketball backboard with a hole in the middle. Two points if you hit in the middle and if you're A really, really good player, you can hit it from half court or beyond, it's three points for your team. And like in basketball, if your team scores, it's the other team's ball to work up court. And we rent the courts by the hour, so groups can – Play with their own friends, co-workers, family, and their own private space, which is kind of nice. Especially Adam, going on.
1: where have I been my whole <laughs> life? I am missing out. You yeah. guys have three locations that, that our audience could take advantage of. Chicago, uh, Vernon Hills, and Naperville. But it's more than just the awesomeness of what you just described at four <laughs> miles an hour. You guys have food, too, right? Tell us a little about that. Yeah,
9: in addition to Bowling and laser tag, we have a full chef-driven menu. Um, we partnered up with a seasoned vet, Larry Donahue, who has worked at some of Chicago's biggest institutions when it comes to food. Um, but it ranges from a simple set of burgers and wings, which you can get courtside or laneside, if that's something you're looking for, but... We actually um, opened a location in Milwaukee, and, and you know, as we were doing it, we, we created our own version of cheese curds. We brought them south of the border. We did a chicken fried cheese curd with a spicy ranch dressing that I highly recommend having, especially after getting off the court with a uh, pint of beer. It is really, really something to try.
2: So, Adam, I, um, I've i actually uh, participated in Whirly Ball. You've Whirly Balled? I've Whirly Balled.
5: Okay. you Whirly Baller. First of all, yeah,
2: it's so much fun. Yeah. It's so, I think when I did it, the two, we had maybe, oh gosh, like 20 people. I don't think any of us scored because here's what happened. We ordered food and drink. We had like a buffet thing by, I don't know, because we had 20 people. Maybe we ordered all these appetizers and drinks and had such a great time. And then it was time to play Whirly Ball. Well, first of all, it's hard. Okay. Second of all. The best part is the bumper car part.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yes. all we did. It's it's all about the into oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. But Some I, people like to have a beer or two and just go crashing. And just beer, a you know, beer or ten, in. yeah. No, no. But beer I will say. We call those. Yeah, exactly. They're playing defense, okay? They're not really on yeah. offense. I'm just here to run my bumper car into you.
2: It was really fun. And I will say I what I remember most is the food. The food was really, really good.
0: Yeah, we, we
9: cater, um, as you kind of mentioned, Judy, we do private catered events daily for parties of 20 to 200. And you as, as things start shifting towards the larger size events, we're ready for them. And we, I'm sure you were tasting some of our um, uh, small uh, appetizers. We do a lot of different sliders and flatbreads. Um, we also do a lot of small higher end dishes, like things like tuna tartare that we've actually been seeing to do um, smaller kind of composed um, menus for groups that we can create custom for you as well.
1: Unbelievable. Again, we're talking to to Adam Elias, the vice president of Whirly Ball, which, by the way, is a fantastic title in and of itself. Uh, I wish you best of luck in becoming president of Whirly Ball. It's the only thing I can sing (laughs) of that sounds better. Uh, Whirlyball.com. So uh, have you guys been open for a while now? What does it look like, you know, with our whatever this new normal is? Well, I'm
9: glad you asked that. We're officially reopening this Saturday, May 1st. Oh, okay.
4: So we are
9: uh, just about ready to open our doors. Our team has been training and ready to go. Uh, But we are only opening by reservation only to start. Okay. Uh, And reservations are booking up. So if you are interested in getting on the court, I highly recommend reaching out to our team and uh, reserving your spot to come in and have some fun.
2: Well, and I almost feel like this is a, a group event, right? You need to have uh, more than, you know, usually it's just Bruce, um, table for one. But really, Ouch. Bruce <laughs> Ouch, man.
3: Bruce would need a... to
2: have some um, some friends to play with, right?
9: Yes. Can you, I rent more friends? More of the <laughs> and, you know, We rent the court by the hour, so Bruce, if yep. you want to bring 10 friends or 20 friends, it right. doesn't make a difference when it comes to the court rental. Okay. But, you know, then immediately after, our servers will be, you know, inviting you for drinks and food and um, a place to kind of hang out and relax afterwards. You know, we, we do carry a lot of Chicago's um, favorite breweries. Okay. Um, and they partner up really well with our, our chef-driven um, menu that we've put together. You now we we really reinv- – you know, I know pizza is a staple in this city, but we've actually – Nate our Mark and I welcome you to try it, Bruce. We have created our own um, unique pizzas that really are something to talk about. Okay. In, in fact, um, we made a soppercetta, which is, I know that sounds like something you've seen before, but we're talking big calibracy uh, soppercetta slices that are right there on the pizza. Um, and you know, we'll side that with a little bit of Parmesan and crusted uh, Crushed red pepper for you, um, but everybody loves this regular traditional pepperoni pizza. We we like to say this is the the elevated um, adult version of that pepperoni pizza. Ah,
1: right here now. here. Again, th- three locations for, for for our Chicago, Vernon Hills, also over in Naperville, com. Again, you have to make those reservations. Opens this weekend. We're glad that you guys survived, that you're still with us. And again, just to remind people that as much fun as it is, Judy, to run into people at four miles an hour in a bumper car. <laughs> It's amazing, f- amazing food as well, really and, a, and, a, and a fun experience as you're looking to get out and about and do things. Adam, thank you for joining us.
9: Thanks for having me.
1: Outstanding. Adam Elias, the vice president of Whirly Ball.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, Where, it's one oh, of those events of that's just hilarious. It's great Where have I been my
1: whole life? I have I've been no missing idea. out on Whirly well, Ball. You're going
3: to Navy Pier and you're going to Whirly Ball now, right? I'm right?
1: making list. Oh, my gosh. Life is so Judy. full. No. And eating pepperoni pizza.
2: Their pizzas, they call them craft pizzas, look fantastic.
1: Sounds delicioso. When we go, though, will you be on time? I will. Are you an on-time person or are you a late person? Mm. You're one or the other. (laughs) Seven in ten Americans have that friend who has a reputation for tardiness. Who is always late. <laughs> but if 7 in 10 of us have that friend, a lot of us must have the same friend, right? Who's always late. does not that,
2: that how that works? I thought you were going to say 7 in 10 people are tardy, which would make more no. sense to me.
1: Well, I, okay, so your, your experience is that. I'm on
2: time and I'm
1: definitely in the minority. I think I'm on time. I, I, I pride myself on punctuality. Well, with, when I'm doing something with other people. Yeah. If I say we're meeting at 10, we're meeting yeah. at 10, not 10.03. Right. You walk in here every morning. At 4.30.
3: At
1: 4.30 on the dot. Yeah. And,
2: or or Let a
3: little literally. early. Yeah. I'm never late. Never late. No. Yeah. No.
2: What are you late for when you walk in? That's your self-imposed deadline, right?
1: No. We start our show prep oh, yeah. at 4.30. Mm.
2: And he's always here. He's like, yeah. Boom. Clockwork. 4.30. Yeah.
1: That's when not it starts. Me. So you're late.
2: <laughs> I'm not late. I never said I was going to be here at four thirty, so I don't consider myself late.
1: Got it. Oh, yeah. I didn't get the email. But the, there was <laughs> no email. There are there are people that 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 are just perpetually. Well, but, but to me and and so my friends that are the perpetually late ones, they don't understand. Like there's no matter of logic that'll do it. I go, you know, it's disrespectful. What is making everyone wait for you? No, it's not. Yes, it is. Well, I
2: don't even think they think that way, right? No, I they don't, don't think even they think do. of it. They're like, oh, yeah, when we had dinner reservations, you were waiting. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've waited for friends. Like in a bar alone. Okay, maybe I do do that by myself, but whatever. <laughs> we have plans. And you know what I mean? I'm the one who gets there on time, knowing I'll sit there for 10 to 20 minutes.
1: So it really is we're like a 50 50 nation. Half of us are obsessed with timekeeping, half of us aren't. I, I've come from the school of, and I want to say I had a boss early on that was like this. If you're on time, you're late. If you're on time, you're late. Well, right, because if it starts
2: at that time, you should
1: have already been right. here.
2: And you know what I think changed everything to texting? Why is that? Oh, on my way. Sorry, just left. OMW. You know, it's yeah. now. It's it gives. It's more. Well, oh, I texted you. I was just leaving. Yeah, but you were supposed to be here right now. But just oh, leaving. Believe me, that's I'm what my, I write back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be ten minutes right, late. I'm I'll my be leaving. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, missed appetizer.
2: Yeah. Oh, well. oh, sorry, gone. Yeah, yeah. Actually oh, well. I, yeah, except when they're picking you up. Then this, you
1: know, that's when it's the most infuriating. But for me, for me, there's, it's like it's a principle, mm-hmm. and it's a principle of. Respecting other people's time. I, I I tell you, I've taken this to the extreme. Where the people who have the... Le- if you don't respect my time, I don't respect you as a person. So doctors have fallen by the wayside with me. I have fired my doctor at least three or four different times. Because he was late. Yeah. And I've only waited... To tell them they're fired, and then got up and left.
2: So, what's your st- what's your standard? The-, the most you'll wait? Fifteen minutes? Ten mm- minutes? No. Like if
3: your
1: appointment's at four thirty, my appointment's at four thirty. Yeah. <sighs> Has that ever happened? Yeah, I no. found a doctor now that does that. Wow. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No. He says, "I respect your time. You, I, 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 you respect mine. I respect yours. Wow. You don't be late. I won't be late."
3: I wish all doctors were like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never I fired, been. I think I had to time. fire
1: three or four of them until I found him. And I went. I went. I, I just disagree that your time's more important than mine. I just fundamentally disagree with it. Yeah. I'm paying for a service. It says here, two o'clock. I was in one doctor's office, and when two forty-five rolled around, oh, he came in. I couldn't see straight. I was so mad. And he said, uh, "Hey, sorry. I'm not, you can stop here." <laughs> I said, "The only reason I stuck around the extra forty-five minutes was to tell you you're fired." Uh, I'll never be back. Well, you already paid your $20 copay. You can shove that up wherever yeah, it comes he, from. Okay, yeah. I don't need the $20. I go, I looked around the parking lot out here. I drive a nicer car than you. My time's worth more than yours. And I left. Yeah. And I don't, they may not care. That's fine. I care. Yeah. My time is my time. And I'm not going to play on somebody else's schedule. Not when I'm paying for it. I do agree. Doctors are definitely the worst. Yeah, I fired my doctor. Yeah. yeah. I fired three of them. But I would wait to fire him. I'll that's sit the there. Best. Oh, no. I'll, and I'm just, oh, I can't wait. I got my speech ready. Oh, and this guy walks in the room. He's going to get it. Like the cartoon,
3: smoke coming out of your ears. Literally coming yeah. out of my ears.
1: Yeah. But my new doctor, that I interviewed doctors. And I said, what's your policy on uh, appointments? He goes, what do you mean? Well, when do they when do they start? And he goes, w- when, when you schedule it. I go, I'm not going to go sit in one room and go from the waiting room oh. to another waiting room. And then oh. you're going to. OK, goes, that is no. actually the worst part. Yeah, goes, no.
2: they bring you in. You come to the room where you're they're going to see you. And then you wait another. But I I, can, minutes.
1: I have his number. And he's like, if you're going to be late, you let me know. Well, I've never heard of that. I've never
2: heard of anyone. Yeah, a it's doctor. called
1: respecting somebody's yeah. time. It's great. But and that's why I go to him. And I've told them, whatever you charge, what you charge. And by the way, if you stop taking insurance, no problemo. I'm not going anywhere else. Let's get one thing straight. You and I are joined at the hip. That's crazy. We are moving forward. I just always
2: feel like doctors, unfortunately, it's the patients that, you know, they'll have a patient that will keep them longer than necessary mm -hmm. or, you know, ask too many questions. I mean, I know, I understand how long my my time is, but by the time I get there, it's uh, 45 minutes is... What I generally wait for
1: a doctor. Really?
2: Oh, I'm mad like you. I'm steaming.
1: Yeah. They're like, remember, one guy matter. goes, your blood pressure's high. I wonder why. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, exactly. 45 minutes ago, I, You know what? It I should demand they take my blood pressure right when I get in there so they can see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to accept the fact that doctors are perpetually late. I refuse. Oh, I'm sorry. Just yeah. I won't do it. Or I won't go. I'm fine with that. I, You know I don't want to go to begin with. I go reluctantly. I go under threat of, of, you know, death. But when I go, it's on time. Yeah. yeah I'll that's... be on time and you be on time. If you can't be on time, then I'll show up. Hey, if, the, if you're going to make me wait 45 minutes, I'll show up at 2.45. Then no problem. I'll right. show up exactly. when you're ready. I'll show up when you're ready. I'm not going to sit around and uh, wait. Yeah.
3: I won't wait. 100% agree.